the Podge Stevenson Show. PodgeStevenson.com. Episode 299. Sunday, October 21st, 2018. Welcome to the Podge Stevenson Show. This is the Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 299. I am Rob, you are Greg, and we are in a parking lot, not the Burger King parking lot, but a parking lot. We've upgraded. We are in a CVS parking lot. In Clifton, New Jersey. Ah! We're yeah, eating uh, some sort of lunch here. Yes. I am eating fake Cajun food. Yeah. Cajun uh, fast food. Greg is eating a... Oh, fucking hot. Sylvester Stallone ah! wrap. Ew. The Rocky Balboa. Nah. From Muscle Maker Grill. Oh, come on. It's free my, advertising. My first... <laughs> Muscle, well, I don't know if it's advertising. We'll see. If one of us pukes, then... No. Here we are. It's been a while. Together again. Blah, 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 blah. What's that? Oh, it's like a song, a movie. Uh, no. da, 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 da. Wasn't it in the Muppets? Probably. Muppets take Manhattan. Mm. Maybe. The, the great Muppet caper. What were, what were the Muppet movies? Um, well, there was a Muppet movie. That was the first right, one. The first one, yeah. Shut oh! up! Then, then Muppets Take Manhattan. Then there was Muppets Take Manhattan and the Great Muppet Caper. Wasn't there one uh, in Muppets in Space? <laughs> Muppets from Space. That's what it was. Muppets from Space. Yeah, but that, that was, was later. I know it was. It wasn't good. It was after Henson died. Yeah. Not that I was ever hugely into the Muppet what? movies. So some of my some of my favorites, or the TV show. To be honest. I think it was, it was probably when was that? Wasn't that before our time? Yeah. Did, the Muppet t- show. <clears throat> the TV show was in the seventies. Yeah. At least the first one. Missed it by that much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, well, very briefly, speaking of the Muppets, um, I actually met one of the, uh, the last Muppet, you know, performers that I wanted to meet oh, just the other Kermit. day. Kermit? No, he's dead! <laughs> Kermit the Hype! Well, Jim Henson. Oh, I know. Actually, I met Steve Whitmire, who's, who was doing Kermit oh. for a couple decades, and then Disney fired him. Why? I don't know. Had some difference do? of uh, opinion. He yeah. was Rizzo the Rat. Remember Rizzo? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so wait, so who did you meet then? Who was the actor you met? So you met Carol Spinney already. Yeah. Big Bird and Oscar. Yes. Well, I mean he's more Sesame Street. Yeah, Muppets though, right? Mm. Or I not Muppet, Jim Henson. Right. So who did you meet then? Frank Oz. Well, one of <clears throat> I met Frank already. Yeah. 
Oh, well, one of them... Like, me. Yeah. Waka waka. <laughs> oh, he did both? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he did... Or he did uh, Bert on Sesame Street. I think he did Grover, too. He did? Oh. Yeah, Frank God. Um... No, so it was um, it was Frank Oz, and then um, well, Steve Whitmire was at a convention in Philadelphia that I went to like a month or so ago, and just paid for him there. Um, but no, so Carol Spinney they just announced had retired from doing Big Bird, and he was I mean, still doing no, it? No, not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, but he's very old now. He's in kind of failing health, and oh, so what I, really? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I like he's, he's, just, he's old. He's, yeah. So I guess they just wanted to, like, give him, like, a send-off. Okay. All right, good. So my friend, uh, the Cap Man, he shall be called. Well, that's his Who's moniker that? on Marked Out. Uh, the Cap I don't know Man. Uh, actually, you do know him. He was the nutcase who was getting us the Michael Nesmith photo at Chiller. Mm. You know, the okay. bald guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. nuts. Cappy. All right. Well, by the way, this Cajun muscle maker, whatever. Yeah. No good? It's, no, it's, it's it's good. It's very salty. Yeah, all the food here is very salty. Yeah. Anyway. I guess salt makes muscle. I don't know. <clears throat> no. So, so, um, so, so Catman. The Catman. Catman Crothers. Catman. <laughs> huh? Never Neil Ross does that great impersonation of, of Scatman Carruthers where he's like he goes you know there's at one point that Scatman finally like was told I guess by Wally Bird was told like what what he was like what show he was doing <laughs> he was like you mean to tell me I'm doing it uh, John Voight basically I'm, I'm a talking robot <laughs> he didn't know <laughs> So, so anyway, um, Sesame, Cat Man, yeah, Catman is like a uh, Sesame Street aficionado. Huh. So he found out the other night that they were doing the retirement. Uh oh, was <laughs> that a pubic hair? What <laughs> like? He was doing and the my Cajun chicken. There you go. That is I down home. That is that is that that right there is is a Kenyan chicken. That is uh, authentic. <laughs> the crow daddy. That is authentic chicken there. Right. Okay. Anyway, well, all right. I'll we'll 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 finish the story now. He's a Sesame Street aficionado. Yeah. So Capman says, "Oh, he goes. Um, they're having the retirement party for Carol Spinney. Should have just gotten the rap." In uh, in Queens. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, wow. But now, I was already out in Manhattan, so I couldn't go home to get my stuff to be signed. Mm. I was like, all right, screw it, I'll just go. Well, you've gotten signatures. On yeah, but not from these things. people. But I know, I need these people oh, on it, too. Oh, the other, the other, yeah, right. Need more! More, okay. But I didn't know who would be there. I just kind of assumed. So one of the people I was hoping was, and she was there, was Susan. Mm. Remember Susan yes. from Sesame Street? Uh, of course. Gordon's hus uh, wife. Were they related? On, well, the, on show? the show, yeah, they, they were, were husband and wife. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So ah. her real name, her real name is Loretta Long, and uh, she was actually there. She was very nice. I got the photo with her, and then I was like looking around, 
And I, I couldn't believe he came because he's mostly a Muppet Fraggle Rock guy. Is Dave Goals. Who's Dave Goals? Gonzo. Ah. Wow. He was there. So I got a photo with him, talked to him for like five minutes. Wow. Gonzo. Very exciting. <laughs> so you got into this... Uh, this no, I just this waited thing. for him to leave. Oh. Gotcha. Where was it? What, what type <laughs> of venue... Museum of the Moving Image. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where they have the Henson exhibit. Wow. How's the Henson exhibit? Mm-mm. Is it worth... No, nah, I mean, it's mostly Henson. like old, you know, like the old puppets and stuff. Mm. Wow. Well, as I drop this all over the place here. Let's see. Ah! So, we're moving on? Yeah. Moving on, okay. <clears throat> so, um, one of the other big meets that I... I'm not going to go over that many celebrity meets. There's no reason to, but... I went all the way to Washington, D.C. back in July. To meet Donald Trump? No, better. You're fired. No, I went there to meet for the movie premiere of Mission Impossible, uh, I don't know, number six or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> right. For you-know-who was there. Uh-oh. No way. Yes! Well, yeah. be no way. He's a star in the movie. <laughs> help me help you. Help me help you. Tom Cruise. The madman. Yeah. How much taller were you? First of all, was he wearing like elevator shoes or <laughs> probably. Did you did you tower over him? Yes, in fact, I no, I literally went, <clears throat> so, they had the red carpet thing, like, inside, which was good because it was pouring, mm. and um, they do this with any, like, cruise movie like this, so basically, they set up, like, a fan railing, everybody's, like, packed in there, and then he comes down the line, he signs your stuff, and then you give your camera or your phone to one of his assistants, Yeah, and they take the picture. How do you... Sorry. By the way, I would not get this again. <laughs> I warned you. Uh, hey, my first time. How uh, how, how do you... Uh, is there a ticket you have to buy for this? Like, what's, what's nah, the situation? It was, um, how do you get involved in that? Nah, it was... Uh, there was, like, Washington, D.C., like, radio stations yeah. gave away the tickets. So you got a ticket? Yeah, well, not me. One of my friends did. He got a whole bunch, wow. and then I, I was, I was invited to come, to so to, I, wait, to wait in the line with the fan. Yeah, so I, you know, I woke but you up. don't get to go see the movie. Well, we could have, but it, it was so late. I was like, well, I got to drive, you know, three and a half hours home or whatever. I'm not watching. I saw the movie. If you actually the movie, Mission Impossible. Uh, what what the heck was it called? <laughs> Did they have subtitles? <laughs> remember. What? Did they have like Mission Impossible? Colon? Yeah, no, it was uh, yeah. it was like Fallen something or other. Well, I don't know, whatever. So um, I'm sure the three people listening will know what I'm talking about. I actually saw it the next week in the theater, um, and it was oh. very good. It was one of the better Mission Impossible movies I've seen. Yeah. It. It had a lot of little... It had actually a lot of, like, homages and, like, little things that the original series did. Mm. 
You know, it was more like James Bond-esque. The, the TV show. Yes. Yeah. TV show. Um, no, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, I, you know, we were there, and, uh, yeah, so when they took the photo, you could see I'm basically, like, hunched, <laughs> trying to get low enough to get in the frame yeah. with Tom Cruise. How was he? Was it just conveyor belt style? Um, yeah, I mean, he walked down, you know, he just made his way down, but... No, like people. But was he into it? Was he? Yeah, like, I mean, like you know, friendly, you yeah, know. I mean, he's he's on. Yeah, okay. Even to when the fans. Well, because it's a controlled environment. Yeah. Like if you see him on the street, he's not going to give you the time of day. <laughs> Why not? Because that's how he is. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there he was very nice. So I had no complaints. All right. And I said, because I wanted him to sign this Days of Thunder thing I had. Yeah, and I show because you know the 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 autograph. I don't know what the beeping is. The autographing they kind of rushed him with that because there was a lot of people, so they're like, oh, only one. Yeah. So I wanted him to sign the movie poster they gave out, and I wanted him to oh. sign Days of Thunder. So I was like, to make a choice. I was like, Tom, come on, man! I came all the way from New Jersey for this, <laughs> and he was like, he goes, he goes, what? I love it! I love it! <laughs> love it! I'm like signed it and moved on. Both of them. Oh, you got him to do both. And then were the other people next to you like, what the heck? How come he got two? And no, I they, well, they were one. trying to get like seven. So. Nah. The collectors. Well, sellers. Right. Tom Cruise. Wow. In the flesh. Maybe. Well, we don't know how human he is. <clears throat> so I've been thinking. Oh. These are the things that I think about. During my day. So, uh, actually, when we were just at the Muscle Maker Grill, I had to go to the bathroom. Oh, God. And that reminded me that when we were in high school, yeah. all four... You're not, you're not going to believe that this is true, but this is true. I'm not going to believe it? Yes. All four years of high school... You never went to the bathroom. Never once set foot. I don't even know where the bathroom was. Oh, come on. I never went to the bathroom. <laughs> Ever. Once in the whole high school, my I, whole time. I will say I so. never had to go. I never ate anything. Or drank. It made no sense. Maybe you're not human. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Tom Cruise is much more human than you inhuman, are. Inhuman, yeah. Because he actually took a bathroom break at I one am, point. I uh, am inhumanoid. I will say... Um, at the Belleville High School. Yeah. A, you weren't missing anything in those bathrooms. No, I'm sure. And B, um, even I rarely went in them because yeah. they were like, it was like a, they were like a cesspool. Right. And it was like everybody in there like trying to smoke and, uh, you know, I maybe do drugs. I don't know. But I just, I just assumed that like if you went in there at some point you were going to get mugged or right. stabbed. Right. Well, that's partially why I never, uh, never went. Yeah. Or even worse, <laughs> even worse than being physically or even sexually accosted in the the, the high school bathroom, uh, would have been the fact that some of the morons who hung out there would actually try and speak to you. Mm. To me, that would be worse than even being attacked. I would rather have them just like like whack me in the back of the head with something than try to speak to me. Right. Because they were morons. Morons. Very yeah. Very. So anyway, um, now you've sidetracked this again. I'm going to jump to something. I have a long list. I know, real quick. 
The Transformers, uh, the movie. Yeah. The real The Transformers, the movie. Not yeah. the Michael Bay nonsense garbage. The real, original Transformers, the movie. 1986, animated. I saw it in the theater when it came out. Yeah. I did not. Eight years old. I did not. I just, just, <clears throat> I was going to, I was given the choice at the time. I don't know why. My mother was like, you're only, she's like, I, I, you know, I'll bring you to see one of them. <laughs> one of what? It, the Transformers and G.I. Joe, the movies, were both coming out like the same year. So, Supposedly. Right? Yeah. So I was like, oh, I want to see it. And she's like, well, I'll bring you to one of them. And, and the re here was the reason. The, <laughs> the reason was that my sister, who was uh, several years younger than me, like, if my mother brought me to a movie, then that means she would have to go to a right. movie. Because we would just scream at each other. So, she was like, well, like if it was like, like if we were seeing, I don't know what the hell came out then, uh, Oliver and Company or some Disney movie or something, if we were, if we both went, then whatever. But then that was fine. Right. But like, if it was a movie just for me, Forget I'd have to it. pick at you. So, I chose G.I. Joe the movie. Don't ask me why, but I was well because you were a very big GI Joe fan. But I was a big Transformers fan too. Yeah, but I, I know. Think, but... I was like, well, I'd rather see GI Joe the movie, and then Transformers the movie was in the theaters, was a bomb <laughs> of epic proportions, so bad that like Sunbow and Marvel they just were like, well, we can't put GI Joe the movie in the theaters because <laughs> well, we have no money left. So right. I never saw it. So you were uh, cheated out uh... of your. So but, huh. I did see G.I. Joe the movie and it was terrible. Well, it, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, all of them. So, so uh, the, the original animated one and the live action. <clears throat> Man. Spicy. So, uh, so, yeah, so, so on the Bond Stevenson show, I have said many times that this tr original Transformers the movie should they should keep re-releasing it in the theaters. People would watch it, especially after the Michael Bay yeah. trash had, came out. Show people what a real Transformers movie is, and so finally my wishes were granted. Someone listen. Someone listened to an old episode of the Plunge Stevenson show at the very movie unlikely. Theater. And for one night only, they well, did... Well, it was fan events. It wasn't just a theater. Fan event. No, right, right. For one night, it was in theaters across the yeah. country. And we got to see Transformers the movie once again on the big screen. And the theater we went to, I had never been to one. I haven't been to the movies in years, so the... the the last movie I saw was The Force Awakens with you. Really? Yes. So the theater that they were showing the Transformers the movie in, it was at a Regal Cinema, Times Square, New York. Was it IMAX? It was. It was not. Uh, was it IMAX? No. 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 But it was. It was the very luxury. They they have these new yeah, luxury yeah. theaters with the the mm. padded seats and the you know the cushioned whatever and. It was very nice. And actually, the theater was, it got, it wasn't full, but it was about halfway. And people were into it. The one guy sitting next to Asian us. Asian people. A lot of Asian people. Yeah, the guy so. next to me was literally recording the entire movie on his cell phone. 
on his cell as phone. If, as if this is not available on Blu-ray. That's DVD, literally what it was. Streaming. It was the Blu-ray. Right. Yeah, actually, you're right. Well, what else would it be? And uh, and then the guy sitting on the other side of us, <laughs> the entire time was liter- physically, literally physically at the edge yeah. of his seat, almost drooling. <laughs> his mouth was open. He just, he didn't move. This was this was the like the the greatest moment in his life. I mean, look, it was a it, it was it was great for me. It was exciting, mm. and we were quoting the lines as they were happening, and and everything it was fun. But this guy was like, this was this was a, a a life event for this guy. Yeah, it was great, and they had given out a little mini poster. Yeah, I gave yours the, is over there. Nah, you keep it. I, why why do I want it? What I am I gonna one. do? What am I gonna do? Oh no. Get it signed. I don't know. We Sell got a hat it. out of it. Exactly. So, so Transformers. Yeah. It's what? over, Prime. I mean, let's face it. Never. The first like fifteen minutes or so is like the movie. No, the rest the of it's thing. just kind of nah. No, come on. Quintessons no. and Grimlock. Eh. Uh, Grimlock King. Uh. Me and Grimrock say, get them. <laughs> Come on, it was a great movie. Oh, you know what I realized? Uh, look, I've seen Transformers the movie, but what, 40 times? That's it? A lot. That's a lot. And of course, we, you know, you and I love all the voice actors and we quote it and mm. the line and everything. And for some reason, seeing it in the theater the other week, it dawned on me. Because we always talk... Who do we always talk about? Frank Welker, Peter Cullen. They're the yeah. main Transformers guys. Optimus Prime, Megatron, Stars... Uh, not Stars. Optimus Prime, Megatron, Wheel, um, Ironhide, Frenzy, Soundwave, etc. And it occurred to me, I'm watching this movie, I'm like, wait a minute. Peter Cullen and Frank Welker actually had very small parts yeah. in the movie. The, the one guy who was like wouldn't shut up throughout the whole movie was Neil Ross right. Springer he's like and, and I say it in a good way I'm like what Neil Ross was the star of the show <clears throat> it was ironic because Neil Ross had almost no role at all in the in the original right. series right. prior to the movie he didn't really he was more of a G.I. Joe guy right and I love him and as Voltron. Springer. I loved it. The, the, he, Springer had so many quotable lines mm. in that movie, and of course, you know, Judd Nelson was great, and, uh, and Leonard Nimoy, yeah, Susan Blue, Orson Welles <laughs> he did a great job. <laughs> Eric Idle, who I, I met Idle, recently yeah. in New York City. Yeah. So, anyway, it's very good. It's very good. yes, yes. What else? Uh, so. Uh, there, there's been a, a number of, uh, of uh, we're speaking of movies. Um, obviously, one of the big uh, kerfuffles of the uh, of the summer, if you will, was the uh, the whole movie pass mm. debacle, which you know neither of us use. But no, this this really annoyed a lot of people that I know. Explain. Well, it's just that you know, movie pass came about, and and basically it was a subscription service. You pay like whatever eight, nine, ten dollars a month, and then you're allowed to watch movies at the theaters. And you know, I don't, I don't remember if it was if there was initially limited by a number or anything like that. But you know, you were able to use it. And then within like, <laughs> I guess just from like the blockbuster movies and all, like within I don't know. 
not too long a time, all of a sudden it was like movie pass. They just started like changing all of their rules and like limiting and saying, well, you know, um, you can use it, but you can't use it for like the premiere of the big movie and this and that, because they know, like they want you, they wanted you to use it on like, like $12 movies and not like $25 movies. Cause you know, you're, you're not going to make any money that way. The, the whole, the service made no sense. Right. And essentially, it never should have existed. Like AMC, which owns almost all the theaters for the most they part. Do, yeah. Like they should have just made their own service, which they now have, which is why MoviePass is dead. <laughs> but uh, it was like, you know, why, why weren't they doing that? You know, it made no sense. Why are they doing it now? Well, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a, re- they used to have a rewards like thing, but now it's, it's, I don't know, it's, you know, I guess people that see a lot of movies, they want to be able to just buy it and just go in or something. I don't know. I don't know that you really get anything of value by, um, who's watching all these movies? First of all, what movies are out there that are actually worth watching anymore? Well, I mean, you have people that literally. Every other day, it's some dumb Marvel movie it's like oh it's the it's Grassman it's uh, I know but that's Cloud Man the movie who's watching this stuff well people that's all people will see they're not going to see what else is there what else is there well there is there's other movies it's just people don't see them anymore you know like (laughs) uh, like last year whatever like that three billboards movie with Sam Rockwell. I saw it. Right. I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it on, like, television. It was very good. Great movie. But, yeah. like, people don't go and see those. They, they you know, because they got kids or they're teenagers. Those are the people that go to the movies. Yeah. They want to see Disney or Pixar or, you know, the Mar- Marvel crap or, or whatever well, whatever god-awful things that DC has put out. And the other thing is that that we've talked about on the, here on the Born Stevenson show before is, yes, when you and I were growing up, the 1980s, <clears throat> excuse me, 1990s, what did we have in our living room? A little 20-inch TV. Yeah, well, yeah. You get yeah, cable, yeah. HBO shows movies from five years ago or whatever. So you go to the movie theater to see the latest movie on the big screen, the sound. Yeah. Now, everybody has a 60-inch movie screen in their living room with a couch and snacks and a bathroom. and whatever. What do you need to go to the theater for? Well, I mean, you see it in the theater, like, right away. Yeah, but it's it's on streaming, it's on Netflix, it's on, on demand, it's on iTunes, it's on Amazon Prime. It's like there's so many options now. Your house is a movie theater. Right. Why would I go to a movie theater and deal with crazy people out in, in, in the world. Nobody there. There's so many movie theaters now. I mean, you could almost... Unless you go, like, the opening How night... How are they staying open, these movie theaters? Oh, I guess popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> charging popcorn, yeah, I know. $10 for a popcorn. 4,000% markup. Well, that's the only thing they can make money on. Yeah. They can't Drinks, make money on, yeah. uh, on the movies themselves anymore. The studios are the ones making all that, so... Yeah. Good. Oh, well. Uh, speaking of movies, um, there was another uh, uh, debacle for the Oscars. Because the Oscars, uh, are they want to create a category called Most Popular Film. <laughs> what? I don't know what that... I mean, that's ba- basically... Oh, according to who? 
well, again, the Academy. But again, <laughs> I, it, basically, what that says is, from the Oscar perspective, it's like we realize that ninety percent of the people that watch movies anymore do not care about any of the Oscars at no. all. No. Because it's a scam. No, well, I know that, but I'm just saying. Like you, this goes into what you were saying. Ninety percent of the people are watching dumb superhero blockbuster whatever movies. That's right. Those movies are terrible. Superman, they have no substance. No, I know. Superman versus the toilet or whatever these movies. But the, but there's no substance to them. Although I right. must say again, Mission Impossible was very entertaining. Good. But uh, the, there's like no substance to these movies. So. It gets to the point where it's like, well, you know, the Academy Awards, like, what are they voting on? They have to vote on things, and they want people to watch the Oscars. But if if the only thing you have on the Oscars are are movies that no one sees, right? it kind of doesn't make sense. So now everyone's, like, complaining because they're like, well, they're just kowtowing now. You know, most popular film. Like, ugh, who cares? Who cares about any of it? Uh. I mean, it is an art. It is a form of art at the end of the day. Yes. But the movies that would win these Academy Awards... No, it's... It just never made sense. That's what I'm saying. Well, you know, again, you know, there was... One of the problems was for many... It was all political. It was all... Well, for many... Well, it wasn't. Internal No, no, no. Originally, it wasn't. And then in the 90s... No, I'm saying... I'm not saying... 50,000 years ago. I'm saying in our lifetime. Right. In the 90s, Harvey Weinstein started campaigning his films for Academy Awards. He would basically buy... Yeah, he was basically buying people off. And so his movies would win over much, much more deserving films. You know... Right. And and the best actor goes to... And you're like, oh, it's got to be this person. And then this other person... Like, what? Roberto Benigni? What? Rigged. Plus, I just don't. Plus, it's uh, oh, let's see what this celebrity's wearing well, on the red I mean, carpet. I mean, what million-dollar <laughs> dress are you wearing? What the, who cares? Well, women like that. Who cares? The housewives like that. Ah. Uh, <laughs> the on. best, the best one. I forget what awards show. It's probably the Emmys or something. I don't know. But anyway, it's, it's people walking on the red Ted carpet. Ted Danson in blackface. And, and well, that one, that one. Like the second best. Was uh, everybody's well? Who are you wearing? Oh, I'm wearing uh, Vera Wang, whatever. And, and then they get to Conan O'Brien. Who are you wearing, Joan? I'm wearing Sears. This <laughs> is a Sears suit. <laughs> and it walks away. <laughs> so you know, speaking of uh, movie pass collapsing, apparently Sears is on the way out with along with Kmart and Toys R Us. Mm. Toys R Us is coming back. Yeah, they're not coming back. Jeff's toy box. And what is that's that going to be? <laughs> Come on, that's nonsense. Garbage. Jeff's toy box. So, uh, wait, Kmart too? Well, I mean, aren't they the same company as Kmart Sears? even still in business? Who's going to Kmart and for what? Well, I, it's at this point. You have Target. What do you need Kmart for? You have Target you and Walmart. Stuff at Kmart. Target and Walmart. Target and Walmart. Yeah, Kmart's I don't like Walmart. Like, got, Kmart's like the Sega of of department stores. Sears, there was still stuff I would buy at Sears. Sears, what? Stuff around the house. Craftsman tool sets. 
what is there to buy at Sears? What do they even sell? I don't know. Uh, they sell stuff. I literally, I don't think I've ever been in a Sears. Oh, that's nonsense. What is your favorite uh, uh, Sears? Oh, by the way, first of all, you know, people are like, well, Amazon put them out of business and Walmart. And I'm like, well, you know, it's not really true. What put them out of business, if you will? It's the same thing with Toys R Us. Had not, part of it was like the... Um, was oh, Yeah, part of it was like competition and all that kind of stuff. But one of the big reasons was these companies several years ago were bought by um, investors, mm. like hedge funds and stuff. And basically, what have they done? They've put zero money into the company. Zero. Right. And they've just they basically raped the company. They strip it. Yeah, That's all they, they care. Right. They strip. The so they basically they made money off of it, and and this what they're doing now is basically one of the reasons they're all failing now is the interest rates have gone up, and that means that all this money that they borrowed they can't afford to pay the debt on anymore. So they're like ah screw it, just shut it down. So all you know thousands of people are out of work. Right. And all that kind of stuff. There's, uh, um, um, you know, big, you know, talking about big box retail uh, space. Yeah. That's gone. So it's just, it's bad. It's every, the whole thing about it is bad. Yeah. But anyway, so life, I don't know if you Life goes on. No, well, it's bad. Yeah. We'll see. The friendliest church in the world. Hmm. All right. Looking at that bus. That bus didn't look too friendly. And do you have any favorite uh, uh, Kmart or Sears uh, memories? I have some. My memory from Kmart. So, so in our hometown, Belleville. I know what New you're going to say. It's like what? Well, keep going. I I know it's. You don't been, know. You don't know. I bet you I do. No, you don't. You don't. Fine. I'm not going to tell that. You tell that story. I'm well, I, you don't even know what I'm going to say then. <laughs> right. Just go. So Belleville, New Jersey, in the what mid 1970s or late 1970s, a Kmart opened up in Belleville, right. New Jersey. It used to be a factory. So my family uh, lives in that, or used to live in that neighborhood, yeah. and they said they remember, like my aunt never just telling me, yeah, I remember. Uh, the the neighborhood gathered around when they when they uh, cut tore, the ribbon tore down. Or... No, when they tore down the oh. factory, like you know, they put the explosives and imploded. And Wonderful. Stuff. So anyway, uh, and then they opened up the Kmart in the late seventies. So so in the early nineteen eighties, I didn't realize this as a child. This was like kind of a new store. I didn't I didn't know. But anyway, my mom would take me to Kmart, yeah. do some shopping, you know, shit. At the time, I was in kindergarten or four, four or five years old. And they had a cat. I don't know if they still do. They had a cafeteria in the back. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's there anymore. And I would get they had a like hot slurpees. dog or a, well, that, well, that was in the front. But in the back, they had an actual cafeteria. Uh. And you could get, like, you get the tray, you could get a hot dog or grilled cheese or whatever. And they had the, these big, soft chocolate chip cookies. That's my memory from Kmart. The big cookies. That's my it? My mom taking me to Kmart. What, what do you mean, that's it? That was a nice memory. Ah, okay. So I have an insane memory. Well, you're going to say something very different. But So back in, I don't know, was it, like, 86, 87, somewhere in that range. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Oh, so, um, well, there is another memory I People have. People working there. Or, uh, <laughs> but we'll get to that. I mean, we've told that story already. But. What, our friends who would who would throw out brand new equipment? Uh, like TVs. <laughs> entertainment equipment. They would throw away. And then, and then uh, retrieve it yeah. afterwards mm -hmm. from the dumpster. They got caught. 
So, <laughs> so what were you going to say? Oh, you... back in like the mid eighties, mm -hmm. this may be something I'm misremembering. I don't know, but at one around around that time, must have been an old person or something or a drunk. I don't know, but somebody in like a Cadillac like drove through the front of the yes. Kmart. Like they crashed through the front of it. Yes, and so it like made the local news, you know, for about five minutes. Right. Here in Melbourne, there's a, a, a Kmart parking lot. There's a Cadillac. Uh. So, like, you know, there's, like, people gathered around and Destroyed all. Destroyed the front. Yeah. The, for the entrance. So, one this one maniac that we knew in, in grade school who was a psychopath, um, I just remember. Don't you Which remember? Which one? No, rhetorical. You know it is. Rhetorical. I'm saying there were many. So, like, I just remember, like, watching the news and seeing him and this bunch of these other idiots... Like, in the background <laughs> of the news report, like, going berserk. And, like, they were, like, the cop was trying to, like, get them away and get off camera and screaming. We're on TV! Diarrhea doctor! Wow. I just remember that. Now, Sears. But after, yeah, because after that, then they installed those uh, guards. Oh, up right, the, yeah, the yeah. Pillars yeah. or railings or whatever in front of the store. Because remember, they, they didn't have those before that. And then they, was, they installed those things. I still don't know how somebody went through the front. I mean, it's it was in a parking lot. It wasn't like a street. I don't know. Well, anyway. Um, so from Sears, I just remember like in the early 90s. Um, uh, when they when there was there was a number of like uh, video game systems that came out like in 92, 93 that were. Garbage. They were the first, right? But they were the first like CD-based systems, right. uh, you know, 3DO and Philips CDI, Sega CD, and, yeah, whatever. Uh, well, no, Atari I mean, Jaguar. actually, you know, Sega CD. I remember the Kmart, that same Kmart. They had a pretty big video game section. Yes. And I remember, like, when the Sega CD came out and all that, I remember going in there and just, just like, walking around and looking at them. Like, oh, okay, Sega. Not buying anything, obviously. Because well, it was a million dollars. Yeah. But, so, the point being, at the time, you know, back in, in, the, in the 90s there, like, it wasn't like Sears was, like, this big upscale place. There was much, you know, there were, there were more luxury stores, if you will. Yes. But, like, Toys R Us or uh, Kmart or... Bradley's or anybody else that may have sold video games, um, they never would have had these systems on display. So, I remember, and again, at the time, you know, I love video games. I love seeing new video games, new video game systems, whatever. And the only place that you could see and, like, actually demo systems like the 3DO or the CDI or whatever was at Sears. Don't ask me why. Like, Sears, they didn't have, like, a Genesis set up or a Super Nintendo. They had a CDI. Yeah, the new stuff. Yeah, but it wasn't even that. I mean, the other stuff was pretty new, too. Mm. It's just they were the only ones dumb enough to, like, waste, <laughs> like, demo space on, like, a $700 no one would ever buy. Dead in the water. I know. Like, Neo Geo. The Neo Geo, when it came out, like, I think Sears had one there. No, not dead in the water. Dead on arrival. Right. DOA. It was, like, it was... No one were, was going to buy these things. And even then, this is even in the early 90s, I mean, you would walk around that section in the Sears and, you know, they have, like, VCRs and, right. like, blank videotapes to buy and televisions and all. And then they have, like, a Philips CDI and all. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, like, 
I mean, you could stand there and play it for like three hours. It was a ghost town. They had no one working up there. They had like nobody went in that section. Right. right. The electronics. It was dead. The uh, one thing I remember about the CDI was on the commercials. One of the selling points. So yes, it had software, educational, and you know, video games. One of the selling points was it also had video CDs. So you can buy movies. You could buy CDs. actual Hollywood movies on VCD, put it in, and, and now you're what? Instead of, instead of dealing with VHS tapes and having to rewind, yeah. you just put the... Look, it's on a disc. It's lasers. No, it was higher quality. No, that's no? what I was going to say. The VCD, the movie had to be so compressed... <laughs> That it was like, why you're, you're gonna watch your, uh, you're gonna buy this seven hundred dollar machine, buy your same movies uh, on a VCD, laser that's disc. half the quality of the VHS. So it was much worse than like laser disc and yeah, laser disc CED was, or whatever the hell that was. No, CED was garbage, but but yeah, the VCD, this this Philips CDI was just a disaster. No, it was terrible. I mean, the controller <laughs> that that it came with. Was like a it was like a half controller, half remote. It was just, it looked garbage. It was awful. Garbage. It looked like something you would like use to to play with like a remote control like helicopter or something. Yeah, it was garbage. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, terrible. The, all the Sears. Uh... Well, which and and the one at Willowbrook Mall. The Sears at Willowbrook Mall now is half Sears, half Dave and Buster's. Yeah, the second floor I think is a Dave and Buster's now. Which I went there. I played. They have a. a yeah, I don't like that. There's a new cruising game. Yeah. Cruising Blast. Remember Cruising USA, <laughs> Cruising World, Cruising Exotica. Yeah. Now they have Cruising Blast. I thought it was it was actually fun. The fun. I like Lovely. those kind of. I like those kind of. Oh yes, they are racing fun. Games. No, they're, they're very fun. The arcade style, not simulation style. Yeah, simulation that can be a little. But they also had so they had that they had the Mario Kart arcade right four four player thing thing. Uh, Uh, yeah they they had a lot actually the Star Wars one the Dark Escape for the oh that's terrible the Star Wars sit down one more terrible so what else oh I know what else a big one a big Paunch Stevenson show update it's big. It is... I'm riveted with anticipation here because I have no idea what you're talking about. I can't imagine anything's big. It's big. It's made out of pudding. <laughs> oh, the poor cause. It jiggles. The, no. The cause. Fleo. I'm behind bars now, Theo. Prisoner. Prisoner Bill Cosby. Guilty. Guilty as charged. Wow. Bill Cosby, as you call him. No, I call him Cosby. You corrected me. Actually, some people do say Cosby. Bill Cosby. Now, now, what we need to do, unfortunately, what this means is we have to go back from episode one. <laughs> any mention of Bill Cosby, any impersonation, any skit, we have to wipe <laughs> from the archive. Oh boy, because we be... were uh, we were celebrating a, right. a crazy person, yeah. a sexual predator. Well, I mean, you know, we didn't know. Nobody who knew. <laughs> People knew, obviously. Other than the victim. No, I'm, I'm being very serious. This was this is very 
very uh, disappointing and, yeah. and uh, to, to say the least, it's very. It but you know, I never me. liked him. You didn't? No, I liked I liked his comedy. I liked Fat Albert. Right. But I, I never was a big Cosby. He show was on the Electric guy. Company. He had all those stand-up albums, stand-up routines, the special comedy special, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Cosby Show. I Spy. And then to find out this, it's like my whole life is a lie. Well, come on. So Bill Cosby, yeah, speaking get of, out of here. Speaking of Cosby, was he um, in his eighties? Yeah, he's up there in prison behind bars. They yeah. threw the book at him, literally. Now, speaking of Cosby, um, Cosby, they uh, one of the actors from the show had been working in the Trader Joe's, not far from where we're sitting. Elvin, Elvin, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Clifton, New Jersey Trader. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't either. I would have gone there and said hello to him. Well, you can't anymore because he had to quit. Uh, yeah, because everybody he was stupid. He woman. was shamed. He, well, no, it wasn't her fault. She was like happy to see him, and then like the internet took over and like. Oh, no, she was the one him. saying, "I can't believe this guy has to has degraded himself to work as a cashier." I don't know about that. She did. Uh, she made comments. Fine. And then it snowballed into this whole thing because people were piling on her and yeah. people were other. And now you're just like, well, what was his name, Jeffrey? I'm looking it up. It was Jeffrey something, but uh, yeah. So eventually, the, the ironic thing was he's now working for Tyler Perry, Jeffrey Owens, Jeffrey Owens, actor Jeffrey. He was very good on the Cosby yeah. Show. He was funny. Yeah, I mean, he's done like guest spots on a lot of shows. Broad, he's done Broadway shows. That's right. Things like yeah. that. So thespian. Yeah. So, so wait. Uh, so what does he do now? Well, you know, he, uh, you know, Tyler Perry, I guess, saw everything go down, and he was he called him up, and he's like, uh, he's like, listen, man, come down to Atlanta, you got a part on my show, that's it. So good. I mean, I, he is fifty-seven. Jeffrey Owens, fifty-seven. Don't know what that's pertinent, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was also on. Was he on one episode or two episodes? If it's always sunny in Philadelphia, I don't know. What are you doing there? He played Donovan McNabb and Tiger Woods. Right. Or, or like, like he didn't play. He was impersonating them. He was trying to scam them. <laughs> All right. Like we got Donovan McNabb, and then he walks on, and they're like, "Who are you?" Like, I'm Donovan McNabb. Like, no, you're not. Have you watched and the then, new season at all? Uh, Dennis is back. Uh, is he? Because I started watching the first episode. I'm like, what is this? Oh, this the Dennis doll. doll. Yeah. Well, you is... know, he shows up at the end. I didn't finish the episode. Well, sorry. I was so disappointed. I turned it off. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah no, it's been up and down. So is he actually on the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's on every episode. Good. Dennis Reynolds. Dennis. Uh, well, you know, like the one of the more recent episodes they did was uh, they um, they went to like a Me Too seminar. Okay. For like harassment, and of course they like made a mockery of the whole thing because <laughs> they're all psychopaths. Right. Right. Uh, always sunny. So yeah. Um, moving on. Why do you have LSD written? That's from. It's from an. Don't worry about it. It's from previous previous notes. Oh. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then speaking of of, uh, uh, of shows, uh, Arrested Development, um, the new season 
they they aired like on Netflix. They aired like eight episodes, and then they're supposed to air like Which the I saw. the next half at some point, and then like the Jeffrey Tambor Me Too stuff right. hit. With Jessica Walter saying that he that he you know bull- berated her, yeah berated her and everything, and now it's like, are they going to ever show the other ones? What's going on? Well, when Arrested Development was originally on TV on Fox, yeah, I was a fan and I thought it was very funny, and then it went away for many years, and then it came back on Netflix, right? And uh, it was like. Eh. <laughs> It was okay, but it just wasn't the same, you know. Yeah, they've been kind of, they just kind of, they're like retreading everything on there. It's like, it's just, it's not going anywhere, really. Yeah, it's like, whatever. It's past, it's, 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 yeah, it's past its prime. It's past its Optimus Prime. Oh! So, um, yeah, so there was that. Uh, Also on Netflix, Norm, Norm MacDonald, MacDonald. Uh, his his look at this idiot making a legal U-turn. Uh, Norm, um, you know he had that YouTube show, the Norm McDonald Live, right. which was never live. Uh, <laughs> and so they they actually sold it to like Netflix as an interview show. I haven't really watched it yet. You know, I assume it's it's a lot like the the current one. And then like Norm. You know, like, he was going to promote the show. He was going was supposed to be on all these talk shows. And then at one point he was like, well, you know, I guess they were asking him about Roseanne or, or Louis C.K. or something. And I, I forget what he said. He was just like, like well, you know, uh, I don't know what the big deal is and blah, blah, blah. And then they just, just from that, these, like, sissies on The Tonight Show staff cried to Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you you can't have him on the show. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. So, like, while Norm is in the dressing room to go on the Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon walks in and he's like, he's like, Norm, I, I don't know what to do here. You know, these people are threatening to, like, uh, you know, uh, quit or something. Like, they're all, like, annoyed. And, and Norm's like, well, you know, I don't want you to screw up your show. So he just, he left. So who went on instead? I don't know. Justin Timberlake. Yeah, but it wasn't Norm. Yeah, wow. Maybe yeah, it was George well, Wint. He should have... <laughs> what? George yeah, Wint? The other Norm. I know. Oh, no, Norm! Uh, uh, yeah, he should have just shut up. <laughs> Norm? Yes. Or Jimmy Fallon? No, Norm. No. He's like, just, just keep your mouth shut. that's what shut. he does. He says crazy I know, stuff. I know. It's no. official. Murder is illegal in California. <laughs> That was his peak. Was it? Yes. That was. How could he ever top that? Well, Come on. But that was before Dirty you Work. T- you can't top that. I mean, it was Dirty Work, though. I, I like Dirty Work, the movie from 1998, directed by Bob Saget, co-starring uh, Artie Lang and Chevy Chase. And Jack Warden! Jack Warden, Chris Farley, Dave Keckner. Uh, but... Yeah, come on. It's official. Murder is legal in California. You can't top that. That's that's classic. Uh, Best opening to a weekend update SNL segment ever. You can't top that. that was untoppable. A good one. Yeah, it's untoppable. That was a good one. The OJ trial. OJ Simpson. Oh, man. <laughs> 
Or you screaming in the hallways, He's guilty! <laughs> Teachers are like, shut up. <laughs> Didn't even announce it yet. <laughs> it was the day and he was not the, guilty. The day of the verdict. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> now nah, you gotta have fun. Yeah. Alright, so uh, continuing uh, with Netflix. Um, oh. In addition to the norm, whatever, live uh, interview show on Netflix, there's also a David Letterman show. That's, I thought that was an HBO. No. Oh. oh. I've seen that show. It stinks. What is it? It's like, uh... I don't know. It's like Letterman. Interview. Yeah, but he does like six episodes. It's stupid. These people, they retire, and then they don't retire. Yeah, well. Jay Leno, David Leno. I'm retiring. No, you're not. No, you're not. Stop lying. Um, you're really looking that up? It's called... Yeah, it's on Netflix. <laughs> it's called... My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman. Boy, that's that's original. That's a mouthful. Um... Yeah, so and I have not watched it. Great. So speaking of Netflix, did you watch the Power of Grayskull, Masters of the Universe documentary? I did. You told me about it, and I had to watch it. And I actually watched it with my family. Uh, and uh, you know, they were they all of us were they're very fa- thorough. All of us found it interesting, which was good. It got my children actually interested, believe it or not, in He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, oh. especially my younger son, who now he walks around and I'm He-Man, look, I'm He-Man, he's oh, turning boy. into He-Man, and he holds up whatever stick he can find, and look, I'm He-Man. Wait, just from that? Well, because then then he got into it, so we were start. they have the episodes on oh, Netflix right, right. as well, so we were, and also YouTube, they have... Cringer. Yeah, so uh, so we've been watching it again. It's oh. very good. It's very good. The original He-Man, not the, no, the later incarnation. No, the ori- always the original. Come on, <laughs> this new garbage. Do you do because... the Skeletor voice for him? <laughs> no, no? <laughs> Beast Man. Yes. <laughs> Evelyn. You get him the old toys. You. Huh? You can get him the old the toys, old toy. or if you you know spend two hundred dollars on the new toys. I still uh, very yeah, anatomically I used to have them and I sold them on eBay, but um, but okay. So it was very. I hey, found man. interesting. Yeah. They they uh, spoke about the origins yeah. of the toy because it was originally a toy line. So yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of the line. the the interviewees on there were people that worked for Mattel. Right. So that was interesting, but. What I also found interesting was once they actually put the toy line into production, the guy, I can't remember his name, but he was in charge of, of the, the, the producing that toy line, talking about how, okay, well, we, 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 we were given this much budget, yeah. <laughs> not a lot. So the, the interesting ways that they cut corners or, yeah. or that they were able to make, the, like, for example, one of the stories I tell... Is I was very into He-Man and the Masters of the Universe at the time, 83, 84, 85, 86. 
And one of those uh, Christmases, I got Castle Grayskull. Came in the big box. Because always on the cartoon, it seemed so cool and yeah. mysterious or whatever. So to get the big box, unwrap it. Oh, my God. It's Castle Grayskull. This right, is amazing. Yeah. And I never said this at the time as a child because I was a very appreciative child. But I remember opening... Now, I'm seven years old. I'm, I have this crazy imagination. It's going to be just like the TV show. <laughs> and then I open it up and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what's inside Castle Grayskull. What's inside? What's inside? And you open it up and it's like nothing. Yeah. Nothing is inside it. Well, I mean, so, they were but, cheap. But, but, right, they were cheap. So now to hear them speak about it in the show, it's like, well, we didn't have a lot of budget. Yeah. We told the people at the at the factory, like, just spray paint the front. And well, they... actually, I found that very interesting. So what the guy that's said was that's right. when they were making the cab, because the castle itself was, they the way they sculpted, it was probably injection molded when they, they made it or whatever. Right. So it was cool. very intricate. It was like a, almost like a clay sculpture, and it looked great right. on the outside. And so... Right. One of the what the guy said was that it was it, they were like well they were trying to paint it and in, they, in, in a very uniform yeah way. and it was too difficult because it had all these like nooks and crannies and all and the guy was like nah just, just do it just just, just spray paint every, make everyone look unique it doesn't matter just, pssst, yeah. just spray paint it next 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 so I thought that but, was kind of interesting right but then he's like yeah and then on the inside we didn't have budget to make it real. <laughs> fancy on the inside so we just had someone make like little paper cutouts and like, yeah, yeah there really you go bad. so i'm like oh okay well now that makes much more sense yeah i, I actually had both castles i had that one in the uh the skeletal snake mountain yeah the snake yeah. i think the snake mountain was a little bit more intricate it was i know i know that was a little more intricate and uh, but then i mean those were both dwarfed by the voltron castle of lions they had a castle. Yeah, yeah, I had I didn't it. Know that. I had that thing was awesome. Yeah, that thing. I never was, even knew about that. Oh god, I think it was you know because the, the the lions that I had were like the full size ones were like die cast metal and they were big. Yeah, the thing was huge. Yeah, and that thing and the castle had like all these like trap doors and little things and it was I'm telling it was really really intricate. And I would play with those all Voltron all the time. Like eh, he man, yeah. Well, also, if you remember, believe it or not, the GoBots. The GoBots. I can't remember what it's called, but they had that big, like, walker thing. It was like, it looked like a giant, kind of like a, like a giant robot dog or something. <laughs> okay. But, and then, but it also, like, if you had the toy of that, it was big, you know, and then, and, and, and it, it, but it could also convert into, uh, yeah. Like a, a like a what do you call it? A, Who a made base the GoBots? Is that Tonka? Tonka. But that one was a little bit more intricate too than than uh, Castle Grayskull. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> and a Transformer. What did you have a Transformer? Uh, Met Metroplex, that was that was Fortress junk. Maximus. Yeah. Those are junk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, even the Hasbro, the Hasbro stuff was junk. Yeah. I don't remember who who made the Voltron stuff. It was like it was a another party. It was it was somebody that like never heard from them again. They may have been European, but um, they had they had like the best stuff. They really did. And then uh, I only had a couple. Esteban of... would know. Yeah. He's probably listening to this right uh, now, pulling his hair. Ah! Out. Guys, it was yeah right. This company. Um, yeah, I forget the, again. It was it was a weird name, but. Um, no, I mean, uh, 
GoBots, I only had a couple of GoBots, and I think they were the Super GoBots, like the bigger ones. This is saying Matchbox? Yeah, Matchbox. No. Yeah. No. Matchbox made some of them. Maybe like the vehicle ones or something. There was uh, somebody else made the big ones. This is Panache. That's it. That's it. I never heard of that. That's it. That's what I said. It was somebody I'd never heard of. They were, I'm telling you, they were very intricate. They were very intricate. And, um, yeah. All right. Well, the funny thing was the lions were very intricate, the castle intricate. The figures themselves were horrible. They I mean, didn't move. Oh, they just like they they had they, they all the all they did was like the heads would turn and the arms and legs would just move up and down. That was <laughs> garbage. Well, I don't think anybody wanted the figures. Well, I mean, I would like them a little bit better, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, the uh... so wait, how did we get on this? Oh yeah, right, the Castle Grayskull. What was it called? Grayskull. Power of Grayskull. Power of Grayskull documentary on Netflix. So I liked how they went more into the behind-the-scenes production of the toys and how it started with a big gym figure and they added muscles to it. And and uh, and, and even Battle Cat, mm. they took from the previous big gym. I mean, I, I don't know yeah. what big gym is, but big gym toy line and just paint stripes on it and whatever. <laughs> and it's like, but why is it so big compared to the people that... Well, uh, I don't know. He-Man will ride it. Put a saddle on it. Who cares? It's we're staying within budget. Yeah. And then so that was very interesting. And then the 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 cartoon show to see some of the evolution of the character models and the the concept art. I should say the concept art. Uh, they went into Shira a little bit as well. So yeah. that was. I I wish they had gone even a little bit more into like the paintings and. The, eh. The background artists, like more of the the filmation side of it. Well, I mean, like Lou Scheimer's dead. But, well, you know. I, know. I mean, they had some. They had some people. Yeah, but... they did have. They had, well, I mean, they had Alan Oppenheimer. They talked right, to him. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. And one of the things they weren't going to get John Irwin. No, well, he's like a recluse. But <laughs> one of the things Alan Oppenheimer said was when he was coming up with the voice. Instead of he's like I could have gone the traditional route for a villain like oh, yeah. ha, 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 I'm the villain, but he said I don't know I for some reason he wanted to be a little more funny like a little more humorous with yeah. it so that's why he came up with the more comedic laugh yeah. instead of like oh ha, ha. It's like, <laughs> man so uh, yeah it was interesting that was good yeah but then he's he's talking about John Irwin he's like John. I call him up. I'm like, John, you come to one of these conventions, you'll have a line down the street with a, what? Don't they know I'm not actually He-Man? They were, I'm just a guy. I'm not He-Man. It's like, hey, that doesn't matter. And then there was some, there was some kid that, uh, I think they had the actual kid, and he was like sick or something when he was a little kid, and he wrote to Alan Oppenheimer yeah, or something like that. Yeah, we talked about that recently. Yeah, and then like the, and he played the tape. Like John Irwin made him like sent them a cassette with Alan Oppenheimer, like the two of them right. made they made like a greeting. No, but for you the and kid. I talked about oh, that did? on the Point of Stevenson. No. That wasn't in the documentary. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. But it was. I didn't see that part in the documentary. Oh, wow, now I'm really misremembering. That, that was see, we did our own documentary, <laughs> Point Stevenson show. And then they talked that about was the Joshua. Joshua, I heard Hello, you. Hello, Joshua. Yeah. Uh, no, then they they talked about the uh, the the movie. 
with Dolph Lundgren <laughs> and Frank Langella. The interesting part of that, like Langella, was, was like really into it. He was. He like, was oh, I really wanted this. This this I had this great fight scene that I trained for at the end of the film and it got cut and it just got like ran out of money and it was like yeah, nah yeah. just cut it just just have him like axe him to death or right. something so uh, yeah but then but then uh, but by the way Alan Oppenheimer also did also did Cringer yeah and well, I mean, and, film- and Man at Arms right I mean well filmation had like four voice but those actors. were very very different voices yeah. from each other it was very versatile. But so uh, yeah, so I was gonna say about well, that. I mean, when was, he did Falcor on Never Ending Story, it's a totally different voice. Uh, with the with the the motion picture, Masters of the Universe, they have these concept artists, right? This guy who's first of all, I'm amazed that all these people save all this stuff. Right. Like, oh yeah, it's in this drawer right here, yeah. and here are my million artists. different files, and it's like, why? How do you have all this stuff? But, but. Uh, so he was like, yes. Yeah. So I came up with this art for He-Man, and he was, and then he wanted me to do another version, another version. I'm like, you already have He-Man already exists. Why do you have to reinvent the wheel here? Why- eh. That's how these movie people at Hollywood. Oh, now it's Hollywood. Now we have yeah. to make it our way and whatever. So I thought that was interesting. The different, the the evolution of the concept art. But so you had that guy, and then like you said, Frank Langella was talking about it very. Seriously, yeah, he's a serious actor. And then, and then it would it would like intercut between him and then Dolph Lundgren, who was just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was just a silly movie. <laughs> like he he obviously was more aware of how campy and and uh, corny it was going to be. James was, Tolkien was in that too. Uh, Slacker, was he in that? Yeah, he was the cop. Uh, Slacker, Courtney Cox. Robert Duncan yeah, was, McNeil was from a Star Trek Voyager, who yeah, we also met. That's right. Yes. Yeah, it was bad though. Um. So yeah, Grayskull. The the documentary was good. The power of Grayskull. I whoa, found it interesting. Whoa, whoa, but now, okay. So here's the thing, though. Here's 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 what I want to happen. Is okay. You have oh, a whoa. documentary like that. I, I hope I hope that kickstarts. A literally, no, not a Kickstarter.com. I mean, I hope that now is is the catalyst. Eleventh grade vocabulary word for like now, not do a Transformers documentary. Do a but they've had those. Do a, a Thundercats document. Do do a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles doc. That would be interesting. I don't think so. Or at least that not that anybody's been aware. Well, I mean, Transformers—they've done in a sense like with a GI Joe. Do a GI Joe documentary. That's a toy line that's been around for sixty years. Right. I mean, again, those—you know—the people that worked at Hasbro, and I mean, most of those people were in in the New York area, that's so right. they could talk to them. They've all done like conventions, books. That's right. I mean, I guess documentary. They... I need all of my childhood toys documented. Ah. All the cartoons. Do a do a a, a Galaxy High uh, documentary. I mean, I'd love, like I said, that's I w- for rest of us. I would wish, America. like you know, I I I talked to uh, in the Digital Press podcast. I talked to Blake Harris, author of Console Wars, and um, you know, he was supposed to be putting out this like documentary to go along with that's the right. book and all. I don't even know. I don't know whatever happened with that. 
So, you know, talking about like Sega. Seth Rogen involved in that? Yeah, Seth, they were going to make, they were going to turn it into a feature film. Uh, but they were also going to make like a, like they've already shot all the interviews for their for the documentary. I just don't know whatever happened with it. I guess I should ask. But I mean, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see like a Nintendo documentary. Oh, just you'll never yeah. they'll never those guys will never talk. Like the no, Japanese are I not know. into that. They're so. not at all preserving. Yeah, they're just not gonna. They're not gonna speak. No. I did see recently there was a photograph of. All you need is a photograph. All I need is a miracle. No. <laughs> All you need is a photograph. Bingo. No, but there was a photograph someone shared online recently, and it was Nintendo headquarters in the 1800s. Yeah. The late 1800s. It was very interesting to see it. Um, black and white of course but uh, it was very interesting and uh, it looked you know to be honest it was like this little building it looked you know it was small looked Japanese right but it, it, if if they didn't tell me that that was taken in the late 1800s I, I would have thought that was from the 60s it looked much more modern than it Why? actually was I don't know just the look of it it just didn't it, what, very naively, if I if you tell me Japan eighteen hundreds, I think little oh. I don't know, like little pagodas or shacks or whatever. Racist. Like, no, not racist, just ignorant. Eh. That's ignorant. But so there was that, but also um a little fun fact about the Nintendo because we're talking about documentaries and so uh the Nintendo sixty four is you know we all know Nintendo purchased the Nintendo 64 what what became the Nintendo 64 hardware from so the, the company called Silicon Graphics right well they licensed they it, they yeah. worked together yeah well again that was that and that was if in console wars that was Tom Kalinske wanted to to use that as the next Sega that's system. what I was going to say Silicon after, Graphics. After he wanted to do the PlayStation, which Nintendo was also going to do. Right. So Silicon Graphics, according to what I read, had actually gone to Sega first. Right. And that didn't work out. And then they're like, hey, Nintendo, we have this hardware. Actually. And Nintendo was like, okay. Yeah. Tom so it could have been the Sega 64. Right. Tom Kalinske actually... Um, when that fell apart, Tom Kalinske felt bad for those guys, and he was like, you know, go to Nintendo. Listen. No, literally, that's literally what he did. He, what? I mean, he didn't like. He's like, listen, you know, you have something good here. You should. I wouldn't. He's like, basically, I wouldn't stand in the way if you tried to shop it to somebody else. Nah. Essentially, that's basically you know how it came about. Wow. And then Nintendo, you know. By the way, used Tom it. Kalinske, he was involved in He Man. Well, yeah, because he was Mattel. Mattel he was the yeah. chief. So look at that. It all tied I mean, to the full circle. Right. Full circle here Listen, on the point. Uh, Tom Kalinske is, in, in for our generation and our childhood and, and teenage years and all, I mean, the guy, there's a lot of people don't like him in the video game world because they're morons. Um, <laughs> That's why. Because they just, I don't know, they just, they blame him. 
because like the Saturn was a failure and Sega fell it apart. It wasn't him. It was not him. It or was at least Japan. not a hundred percent him. It was Japan. Yeah. Um, he tried to do. And again, he was somebody that Sega. You talk about a limited budget. I mean, Sega <laughs> never had much of a budget. Certainly not compared to Nintendo. No. So Sega was a com- ultimately, if you look back on it, in hindsight, the way things ended up playing out, Sega was a small, you know, I'm, I'm speaking relatively, this small Japanese company that happened to get lucky with the Mega Drive. Right. That could have been the turning point. Well, they also point. had very popular arcade games. Right. But that could have been their turning point, and they were set up for next steps, next levels, What's the, how are we going to follow this up, and they just botched it. One step after well, they just the other. Have, botch, 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 botch. They just had all. poor... They had What it came down to was they just had poor leadership in the sense that the American guys saw one thing... And the Japanese were like, no, 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 we don't agree with anything. We know best. Yeah, of course. Well, you know. But, in, again, in hindsight, it turns out, actually, the Sega USA, Sega America, actually probably had the better path. Yeah. If, if they were allowed to make their right. ideas happen, that actually probably would have worked out better. Right, because the vacuum that they left, um, from their failures was easily filled and then some by Sony with, with the PlayStation. And Microsoft. To an extent, Microsoft. Microsoft's a no, little... No, but more Sony. Right, you're right. Microsoft Sony. was a little bit later. That's right, you're right. But... Um, the Saturn and the 3D, 32X and yeah. Neptune and Pluto. But it wasn't just that. It was the fact that they... Sega was open to more... Uh, not adult-oriented, but more... Um, you know, they were open to games that were more for teenagers and young adults. Well, less um, cartoony, more gritty. Right. You know, that they, you know. Afterburner, uh, Shinobi, yeah, like Space full, Harrier. Full motion video yeah. and more uh, violence and, and that kind of thing. They were they were more open to that. They were more open to uh, third parties, uh, mm-hmm. you know. PC developers that, you know, would make games cross-platform and all that, they were much more open to that, whereas Nintendo wanted more exclusives and and things like that, and more, uh, you know, they wanted, like, the last, you know, like, stamp of approval kind of a thing, right. so right. that sort of uh, went away. Now, speaking of those, and speaking of the classics that have come out yes. um, recently, now, have did you see the N64 classic pictures that were shown on the internet so do you think they're fake or not uh, I uh, fake really yes right. I can't see Nintendo coming up with a solution put, putting a solution into production where you have to flip down the front it's just too messy or but, too... but people are saying that but that's what the other ones do no not the NES. No. You just plug them right in. Have you opened your Super Nintendo Not Classic yet. yet? Not yet. It's a flip. Okay. You flip the front off to plug the controllers in. Well, then never mind. Then I'm an idiot. <laughs> but you weren't the I only one. I am an idiot. No, no, no. But you weren't the only one. Like on Facebook, people were saying the same thing. And I'm reading it. And I'm like, but they already do that I with the SNES Classic. Right. Okay. Well, then that. that and the Famicom Classic. Really? Yeah. The Famicom oh. Classic was a fl- it flips open. They weren't just soldered in. Huh? They weren't hardwired. No. 
then it is not authentic. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, then I don't know. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, to me, I don't I, even know if they'll come out with an N64 class. Uh, I think that they will. I think that I wish that they will, but I don't know if they will. Some people are saying that they would do the Game Boy first, but uh, I don't know. Game Boy, black Boy. and white. <laughs> we'll see. But just, if they come out, if they come out with an N sixty four classic, they have to make sure that it's uh, like you know how on Project sixty four, you can run it at a higher resolution, render it at a higher resolution, really clean it up, higher frame rates. They have to do that. They can't make it so. So, like, I don't want it to be so authentic that yeah, there's, no. like, 10 frames per second, <laughs> low resolution. Like, they like, fix it up. Uh, I don't know. I don't Make know Make it they... better than authentic. You know, it's funny. These people are also like, well, they could never produce it because uh, they could never put anything cheap enough uh, to sell at that price point to run the N64. And I'm like... This thing can. I mean, it's a, it's a de- it would be a dedicated machine. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. They're idiots. I mean, just because, you know... Put it this way. Put it this way. When the N64, during its lifetime... Because we're talking... Like, what? how much was the Super Nintendo Classic? $80. Yeah. During the Nintendo 64's lifetime, it was selling for $100 with controllers and wires and everything. So... Well, I would assume it. Why be... wouldn't they be able to sell it now for? Well, it might be more expensive anyway if they have extra controllers. I don't, I don't know what package. So I mean, they might put out a package where it's larger, like a larger box than the other ones have been. But I'm saying it would if they were selling it back in in the well, they day, could even sell... brand new for a hundred dollars. Right, why would it be more expensive now? And I'll get to that. in that a second. That makes no sense. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So you have a couple of things. You could have the option where. You produce the you have two you have two different options. So you sell one that is the N sixty four classic and it comes with two controllers. Multiplayer, yeah. Well you gotta they they have to sell multiple controllers. Well, well I'm just saying, so it comes with two controllers. Now I think one of the things they might have to do is they might have to shrink the controller and just say no. No, they can't. They can't. they're gigantic. That's the controller. But they're big. nobody shrink. likes them that big, and they're big. I like it. That's but, a very but good. But you would controller. have to redesign them anyway because they'd have to have the rumble like in it and and. Man, but now you're talking nah, about you I mean, don't you're just rumble. making no it bigger. Rumble. No rumble. And then the other Leave thing the is all right, out. all right, shut up. Then the other thing is they could do like a, a deluxe set that has like four controllers. <laughs> a much larger box. But anyway, so now that's coming out. But now the Sony PlayStation Classic is of coming course, out. Of course. And the biggest complaint people had was Sony was like, was that Sony called it a classic. They were going to ripping on Nintendo. Well, where, what could they have called it? The PlayStation Retro, <laughs> yeah, the PlayStation, PlayStation uh, re Redo. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, that's like the same thing. It's a smaller, you know, form factor. It comes with two controllers. Now the only thing is. And, and and again, the price point because I already pre-ordered one. It was I think Wait, it was like a hundred bucks. Really? So when you're talking about like N64, people complaining. hundred bucks. Yeah, exactly. That, so what's wrong with a hundred dollars? Whatever. Nothing so, wrong with that. Charge hundred dollars. The, the problem with the the PlayStation Classic is well, first of all, they haven't announced the all games, of the games. Right. 
and or how many are going to be on well, there or whatever. Because to be honest, they probably might not have finalized the list of games. Whatever. You could make the hardware, then you just flash the games onto it. Well, I think that they will have to. I would assume that they're unlike. I mean, this is somewhat Nintendo happened a little bit, but I would assume that Sony, even even more so, they would have to regionalize the choices because oh, of course, the the yeah. games that were popular in Japan very different. Not always. Yeah. Even though there's idiots who want them on the U.S. one, and I'm like, you morons, those were imports. Right. Nobody's gonna. Nobody wants them. If uh, this is without knowing anything and licensing deals. Yeah. And all oh that well, that's stuff, the other issue. Just yeah. what would make sense to have on a original PlayStation? Well, like Gran Classic. Turismo, they can't have. Why? Because the, the cars. Yeah, you have to pay all the car companies. Okay. It's not. But I'm just saying, forget that. I'm just saying, what would make sense from a gamer, a U.S. gamer? Perspective, Crash Bandicoot, Gran Turismo, Spyro, Final Fantasy, yeah. Spyro, Ape Escape, Castlevania, Ridge Racer, Castlevania. Uh, well, Ridge Racer was announced. Uh, one of them, Tomb Raider. Right. Um, what, Tomb Raider what, was big. What else am I, am I missing? Uh, Twisted Metal. Yeah, Twisted Metal. Yeah. No, I mean those are the those Metal Gear Solid. I mean those were those were the big ones. Those were the right. well again if they're willing to to license the third maybe, parties in there. Maybe Colony Wars. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that had a lot of that had a Gex lot of SMV. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Fear Effect. But I think one of one of the issues that people had immediately though was the fact that the controllers, at least that it says you're getting, they're not analog. Oh, it's the original. It's the original ones, and the and digital. so like oh, so well, well, there goes ninety percent of the games I just made. Well, that was it, and then like you know, like uh, Frankie from uh, our digital press friend, he was like, he made the point. He was like, well, mo- a lot of the Forget games. That, he said, but nobody's like a couple of the games they've already announced were like analog games. Oh, I mean, they had a choice, but like you would play the <laughs> dual stick, right? So I don't, it's bizarre. It's and and, and it it's is bizarre. Yeah. And I think is this a real thing or or was this just rumor? What do you mean real? I pre-ordered it from where? Best Buy, Walmart. They all had them. It's when coming is it? out. When Christmas? Yeah, like end of November. Huh. Well, it's definitely coming out. Well, then that's. I'm very curious to see what how this is going to work out then with. I mean, I don't. I mean, I personally have a problem with, with digital controllers, but. Some of the, like I said, some of these games, like you said, are, are analog games. Yeah. Oh, duh. Resident Evil. Forgot about that one. Yeah. That was a big one. Capcom. Yes. Yeah. Mega uh, Man. We'll see. Tekken. Yeah, Mega Man Legends. Tekken. I think Tekken was on the list. A lot of Namco, Capcom, Konami. Those those were the big ones. Well, then somebody, of course, then pe- somebody. Um, oh, you have to see on the forums. One, one person was like, "They they go to what was the one with um, it was like point and shoot or something like that." Point blank. Point blank. And uh, and time crisis. Yeah, they were like screaming about game, that. I said, con. but they're like gun yeah, games. It's gun con. The, it's not doing with those. Siphon filter, Medal of Honor. Really? The Medal of Honor was not. That was a hand, that was a controller game. No, 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 no. I know. I'm just naming more. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, Medal of Honor. They probably I think they would, the they probably wouldn't do because it's probably too much money. 
license. Yeah, that was EA, right? Yes. Yeah. Tony Hawk Pro. I'm, again, I'm just naming games that were popular. I'm not saying this is realistic. I'm just saying they were popular. Anyway, what else? Oh, what else? I got the, I got the whole page. Let's go. Let's go. Turbo mode. Oh, all right. So I did those celebrity uh, deaths. A couple celebrity deaths. Uh, first of all, uh, lifestyles of the rich and dead. Now. That's right. Robin Leach died at some point. That's right. Robin Leach. Dead, Rob. That's that's it. Is that it? I don't know what else to say about him. What else did he do? I don't. I mean, I, feel I, I bad, just remember but... uh, and just never forget the the like the phony house that Ted DiBiase had that they, they did a <laughs> Ted DiBiase, the million dollar man. So bad. <laughs> oh God. What's this thing with us? Uh, we'll get back to celebrity deaths in a minute, but speak that, that remind me of wrestling, Million Dollar Man. What's this thing recently I'm hearing about WWE and Saudi Arabia? Ugh. What is that? I don't know anything about that. Well, you know, WWE, they had a they had a show in Saudi Arabia. and An event? A wrestling event? Yeah, they just went there and they did an event. And, um, you know, now the, the Saudis are in the news because they're, you know, they're, they killed some journalist and blah, blah, blah. So everybody's like, you know, you know, what is WWE? I mean, they look ridiculous here. I mean, they're going to a country where women have, you know, like very little rights and all that. And, and so why did Vince McMahon do that? To make money. He's insane. I know. I'm here to make money. You don't like it. Guess what? You're fired. Right. Damn it. Okay, recording. Full battery. Uh, the other one uh, being uh, Burt Reynolds died. Burt Reynolds. A.K.A. Meh. The Bandit? Turd Ferguson. <laughs> Turd Ferguson, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Alec. Uh, uh, this category is all dogs. <laughs> the answer to each question is dog. Burt Reynolds, you have the boy. <laughs> This is a golden retriever. And what is cat? <laughs> no, the answer is dog. I think Burt Reynolds was the first one to actually like answer a question right on that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. 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 They did the fine. The, the best. They did the oh, final, final Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Right. And right. he like wrote in like the top half, and he was like. Like this is something, or he was like, "That that is correct. That really write is." Write down a number. I'm, I'm I'm ready to cry. And he wrote V, and he's like, "Technically, that's a Roman numeral. That's a uh, number. That's five. I, he, he was like, "He's like, I'm getting I'm getting emotional now." <laughs> and then he showed the other half. The wager, and it was like Alex Trebek sucked or something like that. So it was like Alex Trebek like sodomizing someone or something. <laughs> okay. ah, ah, see that? Ah. <laughs> Look, and uh, then he went, he's like, and Burt Reynolds just left, 
and then two minutes later comes back and like now Burt Reynolds is back with a giant hat. Ah, like, big hey, hat. It's funny because it's big, it's bigger than a regular hat. Or when they did like this, <laughs> the, remember they did the the SNL 40th show, yeah, right. and they had like the three contestants, and all of a sudden like Burt Reynolds appeared as like the fourth right. contestant, and then disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> like no mention. Where's what happened to Burt? So stupid. Norm. Oh ah. boy. Ah. By the way, I am drinking. I am drinking a bottle of Aquafina water, and that is the brand. And this season on SNL Saturday Night Live, the yes. uh, one of the hosts was an Asian woman True. who goes by the name Aquafina. Why? I don't know. It's just her thing. She's like a hip hop whatever. That's fine, but all right, I'm going to become a hip-hop artist. I'm going to name myself... Let's see what you have. I'm going to say... What, vitamin Water. That's already a That's already a brand. How do you name well, yourself? Well, she didn't spell it the same the, way. Come on. Anyway, uh... And these people are supposed to be creative artists? Speaking of celebrity deaths here, to round that out. Yes. Um, Jeff Emmerich died. Jeff! Jeff Emmerich died. Jeff! Jeff Emmerich was the, uh, the one of the uh, the sound engineers for the Beatles and then EMI McCartney Studios, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Did and he drink the coffee? I don't know. I did not know what, to ha- what happened to the real Paul. Jeff. If you want to know, Jeff, you have to drink the coffee. <laughs> I buried Paul, Is Jeff. Is Paul dead or alive? <laughs> so, yeah, Jeff Emmerich. So you I met uh, him. Right. So I met him. I'll get to your story to sing. So I went to, um, Jeff Emmerich was supposed to be at the Iridium, which is this like basement club in New York City. Dump. Wow. And he was, he was going to be there with Denny Lane. And, um, then they were going to do like a signing afterwards. So I showed up to, at the end just to do the signing. And there was like ambulances everywhere. <laughs> there was like 500 people out on the street. What the hell's going oh, on? luck. So apparently the, the, there was some carbon monoxide issue with the the club in the basement, so that everybody had to get out. So like like Denny Lane's in the back of the ambulance getting <laughs> oxygen. I'm like, well, I can't what? bother him. Like, hey, listen, could you uh, can you sign my picture here? So like, and then Jeff Emmerich. Uh, we, already, we met Denny Lane right, already right. at Schiller Theater. Right. And and so Jeff Emmerich came out, um, and and me and this other guy like pestered him and got a photo. Yeah. Was he accommodating? Yeah, like no, he was very him? nice. The yeah. guy that was with him didn't want him to do anything. Who was that? Some kid. But why was he there? Who was he? Well, because, again, he was selling his book and, and all this merchandise, all this Jeff Emmerich merchandise. What? Jeff Emmerich merchandise? Yeah, I guess, he was re- <laughs> I guess he was supposed to be doing all these conventions, and then, you know, uh, very recently, I guess he had a heart attack or something and died. Yeah, but, but what is Jeff Emmerich merchandise? He's a, like a just, microphone? Yeah, it was like it? had his own logo, like t-shirts. <laughs> Who cares? Why is Beatles? So I guess they're like, uh, well, it's about all the only thing we can sell anymore in Beatles. A little too late for that. So your story about Jeff Emmerich. So he came out with his book, Here, right. There, and Everywhere. That's what it was called. The story of recording the Beatles or whatever. So uh, it was a pretty thick book, hardcover book, a few hundred pages. And I'm like, oh, 
I'm so fascinated by this behind-the-scenes Beatles stuff. Finally, from the source, one of the sources, yeah. I get to find out how they recorded all these sounds and all the stuff. Oh, my, this is like dream come true. So anyway, I go to this uh, this guy I used to work with was also a big fan. He told me about it. I said, what? Oh, my God. Well, so we went together. It was at a Borders in New York City, a Borders book and music. Was that Columbus Circle? I don't remember. Mm. So anyway, so we went there, and he was doing a reading from the book, and then right. you get to meet him afterwards. Like, oh, my God, I get to meet him, ask him questions. Wow. It's exciting. So, because this was, uh, this was, what, 2004, I think? 2004, 5. All right. So, uh, this was before you and I started going to conventions, meeting people. It's like, I never thought I'd get to meet somebody like this ever. This is, this is crazy. <laughs> Very excited, because now I get to ask him questions and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, so we get there, he's doing the reading, but... It wasn't, he didn't write the book, an author, this guy wrote the book, you know, with, with, well, no, he was credited. Oh, okay. It was a collaboration, quote, quote, collaboration. Yeah. So, Jeff Emmerich's reading, uh, uh, excerpt from the book, and then... That he and this author, it's like all in this little space, so then he, there's only a handful of people there. So then he and the author go over to, back to the table, and there, and then you buy the book, and then they'll, he'll sign it. Or they'll both sign it, whatever. So, uh, so I get up to the table, I'm like, hey, oh my goodness, I'm so excited, never thought I'd ever get to see you or ask you a question or whatever. And he's there just kind of like dreary and you're like, oh, okay, okay. Like not, not into, no, I don't want to say not into it, but yeah. just was seeming kind of like, like blah, I don't know. So, uh, so anyway, so I'm like, hey, um, uh, how come, I don't know, I forget what I asked, or something about the recording, a sound or something. It's like, how were you able to get that sound or whatever? And he just looks at me, he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and then the author guy, who was much younger than yeah. him, and he had like this kind of mullet or something. The author guy is like kind of this fat guy. He starts jumping in. He's like, "No, man, he does know. It's in the book. You got to read the book. What? You got to read the book. Read the book." And I'm like, "Well, okay, I'm going to. Calm down. I'm going to. I'm just figuring while I'm here." I'm gonna ask the guy who I've listened to my whole life his 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 music. Yeah, right. He made these sounds. I'm asking him a question. He's like, well, "What? I don't know." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, this guy's an idiot." Now you said he had memory problems. So anyway, then I read the then I go home. I'm reading the book the next few days. I'm like, "Wow, that story. Wow, that anecdote. That memory. This, that, and the other thing." And then. I end up, oh, I'm on, somehow I'm on this music message board and people are talking about it. And these people are, are music nuts. Yeah. They know everything about everything. Oh, you, you bought, you bought this Capitol Records copy of Magical Mystery Tour and it has a number six in the carved in the inner groove. But if you have the number five version, they use this other blah, blah. It's like, oh my God. Versions of albums. All right, yeah. So they're a little, yeah, they're a little obsessed. Obsessed. 
So they're picking apart the book, like, okay, that never happened. Uh-oh. We completely made that up. Uh-oh. That was the opposite. This never that that story. So, so ultimately, it turned out like ninety percent of the book was just made up out of thin air. Ten <laughs> percent of it was like, okay, that that was so, correct. So, was the determination that Jeff Emmerich didn't remember any of this stuff, or the guy wrote the book, said, "Hey, I'm going to write this book." Jeff Emmerich didn't feel like really no. inputting into the book so and just took a paycheck. The conclusion that people are jumping to was the guy probably asked Jeff Emmerich questions. Wait, 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 it's a board game that I just thought of. <laughs> Jump, to, Jump conclusion. to conclusion. That's right. Office That's space. Right. That's right. So what the conclusion that the forum people nutcases jumped to was, yes, the author probably did ask Jeff Emmerich some questions. Jeff Emmerich, oh, I don't know, I guess I did this or that, blah, blah, blah. And then just took poetic license and made a book out of it and had to fill 300 pages. So he's like, because a lot of the things, the people on the message board were like, first of all, these things never happen. So yeah. they're just wrong. They're just lies. But also, there are, just like that Console Wars book, yeah. there are conversations quoted in the book. George Martin said this, and then I said that. You don't remember word-for-word word quotes of conversations right. from 50 years ago. It's a physically impossible. To that extent, like conversation after conversation after conversation after conversation. It was just poetic license. Well, that sounds terrific. So anyway. Uh, well. And, and even, and, and it wasn't just, see, now that I'm remembering, it wasn't just the message board nutcases. It was actual other engineers at EMI Studios oh, okay. who worked in those recording sessions that were like, yeah, that, that never happened. That did not happen like that. <laughs> that is wrong. Um, so so we'll, we'll take this on the road now. Where, uh, where are we going? I don't know. Going to Micro Center? Yes, Micro Center. Well, first got to throw this crap out. The Cajun Bayou Chicken. Which will be your job. Bayou Billy. You're leaving that there? I don't know. Oh. Hold it up. The Bayou Billy. Am I going to be? Uh, can you hear me on that? Yes. Is there? I think there's a garbage right, right where. Hmm. Whatever. Just throw it out the window. Hey, you can't just throw I'm it out kidding. the window. I know. I would never. I would. But you would. I give a hoot. Put it in the mailbox. I do not pollute. Uh. <laughs> you know, I was at a store in Montclair, and they had a Woodsy the Owl doll. Do you remember that? Woodsy the Owl. Well, I remember Woodsy the Owl. Give a give a hoot. Don't pull. This is a, there's no garbage. Look, cans. Right here, I'll throw it. It's a clothing drop. It's all garbage. Uh, Actually, I I could use a shirt. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. And just me making a face. Um, all right, right there. There's a garbage. Can. All right, right so. there. We found one. Now, what is this place? Uh, I'm not gonna say on air. Seasons? What is it? What do you mean you're not gonna say? It's a store. It's for Hasidic Jews. Come on, you throw Jewish stuff grocery out. Come on, oh, you hold this. Holding. Here, throw this out too. Come on! Rumble. Pause this. Do you want this? No. Ah! Uh, 
Yes, it's very windy. The there. How is it the middle of October? It's 46 degrees outside. Maybe that's average. What's going on with that? No, it's not average. Anyway. It's like 60 mile an hour winds. So, What's going on with this nonsense? Everybody around here looks like Julie Louis Dreyfus. Am I am I in range? You're holding it way down there. Yes. Testing. All right. So, moving on. So there, uh, Jeff Emmerich dead. So speaking of Paul That's McCartney, right. Right. very quickly. Um, right. What's your review of his na latest album, Egypt Station? Egypt. How bad is it? Egypt garbage. <laughs> they should bury this album in one of the Egyptian pyramids. <laughs> With e. In a tomb. E.T. game? Yes. No, actually, actually, the E.T. video game is better. Oh. Poor Paul. Now, I have to say, he just, he just needs to stop. <laughs> but I have to say... I don't know if I've said this before on the Paunch Stevenson show. Yes. But the E.T. Atari 2600 video game. Yes. I know the narrative over the years has become... It's the, the worst video game of right. all time. I played the E.T. video game growing up all the time. And it was fine. I think one of the issues... It was fine. I'm I, not I, saying it was I, great, but it was... I, I played it. it I was, beat it. I'm six years old. I'm able to beat the E.T. video game. I, and, and people are making it out to be like it's this unplayable piece of garbage. Again, I think one of the, one of the issues with it was... Uh, not to diverge in this subject, but I just, I just think one of the issues was... It had some bugs... Not really. Yeah, it did. It like, didn't. Yeah, it had it kept some falling in the dumb hole. It had some questionable design choices. They were, were not bugs. Well, the game was rushed. It had it had some a little. I don't know. It had some some questionable choices. Right. Whatever. And and the other problem was, uh, it was the the game. Not so much the gameplay, but the object of the game and what Howard uh, Scott Warshaw programmed into the game was actually ahead of its time in a sense, particularly for, like, uh, Atari cartridges. I mean, there were computer yes. games that were doing sophisticated things like that, where you would pick up objects and... Hold on. Hold on. What are you doing? I'm cutting the load. Oh. There we go. Okay. Better. Uh, great. Well, now is the first half now screwed up? Nah, it should be fine. So... Hopefully. Uh, uh, great. So, um... Yeah, so that was part of the issue there was... Well, Howard Scott Warshaw liked making these very intricate games. Right. So and it's like, just keep it simple. I know. So I think that was... that Space was, Invader. That was what annoyed people was that it wasn't like... people. I think what people expected was that it would be like a platformer. You know, you're E.T., you or, jump, yeah. you jump, you, you dodge, you... Do things like that, like a, like a pitfall type of right, 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 exactly. Jungle and, hunt, right, it, but it wasn't. It was he was it was like a you know it was a totally different an adventure game, game. right? Yeah. Uh, so I think that was the the issue. The other reason that it became sort of a joke was that uh, Atari produced like you know tens of millions of these stupid games that nobody bought it. Right. That was the whole thing. Was that it was a flop. It was a flop, but yeah, not they, they the paid, worst game. Believe right, me, no. there are 
a thousand, oh, a thousand, yeah. literally a thousand yeah, other many. way worse Even, games. and there have been games that have been bigger flops. Right. You know, that never came out, you know. For, I mean, this game Long actually breakers. was sold. Right. You know, uh, so I think that was, uh, that was a part of the issue. But, but yeah, but anyway, Egypt Station. Yeah. Well, there was that one song that I, like, shared to you guys. I don't remember which one it was. For you. For you, is that what it was? For you. you. Uh, Horrible. I mean... Horrible. There were pieces of it that, like, had the semblances of, like, how he used to write songs and produce songs. Yeah, but... But then it was like... But it was like a mishmash. It was like four songs kind of jumped... Jambled into one. I'm like... But one of the problems... going on here? One of the problems is you have an almost 80-year-old man... That's right. ...being produced to sound like a Katy Perry kind Uh, of slick (laughs) 2000... 15 like sound yeah it's just not it's it's just incongruent it's just it's definitely overproduced yes way overproduced it's like paul mccartney should not be sounding like a justin timberlake song ah, well. all right so moving on uh, music so I, i've been to i've been to a bunch of uh, big name concerts in the last uh, month mm. um on my see them before they're dead tour which before is they croak. keep going right before they kick the bucket so I finally gave in and went to see Billy Joel again. Uh, the piano I man. I saw him. I saw him back in the nineties, um, and uh, I mean, Allentown. Right. I mean, I went in just kind of concerned that he was, you know, just kind of mailing in. Drunk. <laughs> I mean, I thought. I wasn't. I mean, no, it was, the show was fine. It was fine. First of all, let me just say, who is who? As the years have gone by, who has turned more into a worm? A Paul worm. Schaefer, Ringo Starr, or Billy Joel? Uh, Billy, I mean, Looking like a worm, uh, like a human worm. Well, I, I would say Ringo number one, <laughs> and, and then Paul. And Billy Joel doesn't look like a worm. I mean, he, no, I, I, he's a blimp! Ah, he's a blimp! So anyway, all right. So you saw him. At, how? What, what does he play every month? Once a month? Yeah, just yeah, once a month or two months at MSG, okay. Madison Square Garden. So yeah, I went to see him. Um, you know, I've never actually been in Madison Square Garden. Well, it's been or, renovated. or at least not to my knowledge. Yeah, it's been renovated since you know way back when. Right. Um, so I, you know, it was it was a good show. I'm not gonna you know I'm gonna bash the show. I thought. Uh, yeah. Well, what did he play? The classics. Yeah, he played you know the classic stuff you know that you would expect. We didn't start the fire. Yeah, that was towards the end when he just was like you know going through songs. So I, it, it was fine. It's just like, was it him or was it with a whole band? No, it's him and his usual band. Okay. You know, he still has like Mark Rivera. The, but it's not the just him and piano no. solo. No. Okay. I could. Actually, and then he has some. He actually has his like a roadie comes up and sings. Uh, Hell's Bells. What? <laughs> yeah, he's really... The guy sounds Hell's just Bells. like Brian Johnson. Really uh-huh. good. Um, no, is I that, thought... Is that the guy who's a... High-pitched, like... Hell's I, I can't even do it. <laughs> so high-pitched. <laughs> What's that? What he does a, doesn't he do a song in the Transformers soundtrack? No, no, that yeah. was not AC. AC no, I thought there was. No. 
bands that sound like ACDC, but not. Are you sure? Yes. I thought there was an ACDC song in if the Transformers If there is somebody movie. who's going to know, it's me. Really? And there is not. Are I you assure sure? You, I assure you 100%, not 99 100%, 100%, I have that soundtrack memorized. All right. Because I have problems. <laughs> Yeah, good old Brian Johnson. So what anyway. else, wait, wait, did he do uh, uh, for the longest time? No. So uh, let me get to that. So he did it like you know he did it like his, his his you know he did River of Dreams. He did uh, Allentown. Right, Allentown. Allentown. Good songs. I mean, what good. you know he does the New York State of Mind. He does all of, like the the major ones you would expect. Why are we stopped? Oh, that was a light. <laughs> uh, you know he does all the major ones you would you would expect. The, uh, um, the Stranger. Yes. Oh, wait. Did he do Stranger? Did he do, he uh, you know, uh, uh, I May Be Right? Yes. Yes, he did all of those. He did all of those. Um, my issue was he did basically nothing except Uptown Girl from my favorite album, yeah. which was Innocent Man. He didn't do any of those. Those are like that was that album that did was he like do Innocent Man. No, no. I just said he only did I know, Uptown Girl. I'm, I know. I was making a point. So uh, that was the album. Girl, uh, he been living. In that one he kind of phoned in. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like that whole like doo-wop inspired right. album. That's still my favorite album is the one that he does nothing from anymore. It's which, too hard. Well, you know, it's funny, when I I met uh, the old drummer, Liberty DeVito. That's right. I know. You told this story. And he basically was like, uh, yeah, he's too lazy. That's why he didn't follow it up. That's why he didn't follow it up <laughs> with another one. So that kind of stunk. too lazy. But otherwise, otherwise it was fine. Um, and then the next one I saw was uh, in Newark, Prudential Center. I went uh, to see the Eagles. Mm. Now All freezes over. Yeah, so I never went to see them because their tickets were always astronomical. I don't know why. They were just astronomically priced. Where did you see them in Newark? Prudential Center. Oh. The arena. Did they have air conditioning? Yeah, why wouldn't they? Because I read that the Eagles are notorious for demanding that the air conditioning be turned off oh. during their concerts. I mean, I didn't notice... Really, but you know, no, maybe you that was you would have noticed that maybe that was a Glenn Fry thing. And, you know, he died. Uh, maybe so it was funny because you know, uh, well, it's not funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, Glenn, Glenn Fry was notorious. <laughs> Glenn Fry was notorious for being a jerk, but at the same time, he wrote some great songs, um, such as what? such as you know, "Peacefully Is It Feeling" and "Take It Easy" and. What was the one he wrote in the 80s? Oh, God, that, that, uh... What was that one? Like, why am I drawing a the, Well, he did, like, the Beverly Hills Cop, like, soundtrack. Oh, for, was that really? Yeah, yeah, he did, like, those. Well, what was the big hit he had in the 80s? Oh, I can't Anyway, who cares? It was a poppy, yeah, kind of a hit. So, uh, Glenn it's Fry... Like the, heat, the Heat Is On. The Heat That's Is On. Yeah, well, yeah, from Beverly Hills Cop. So, uh, Glenn Fry died, and, um, it was funny, like, he dies, and then, like, they, they uh, Don Henley's like, I know, I don't think we can tour anymore, and blah, you know, within, like, six months of doing it again. Right. Well, um, <laughs> money talks! Well, so, uh, but it was funny because 
on this this tour, I checked the tickets. Yeah. And they were like cheap. Like twenty bucks? No, no, they were like a hundred bucks. Ah! That's cheap. How much were they when they were expensive? They were like two hundred some dollars oh. for the same like seats. Nah. And that was face value. You could just buy the CD for a nickel on Amazon. Nah, I know. So anyway, so what they've done now is it's still Don Henley, it's still Joe um, Walsh. Walsh, it's still rock and roll. Timothy, it's still Timothy B. Schmidt as the bassist. Um, okay. uh, they have the the guitarist they have is this guy Stu. Stewart or I forget his name, but um, who was the guitarist? He had the really long gray hair. That's Timothy Schmidt. Oh, okay. He wasn't the original guy anyway. It was Randy Meisner. Okay. Uh, but and then they had the the original guitarist with Joe Walsh was was Don Felder, but they fired him. Where's he? Ago. He does his own thing. Why don't okay. they had a very it was a very bad falling out. Ah, okay. It's all in the history of the Eagles documentary. I recommend. Talks. It was very good. Money talks. No, it wasn't just money. So, uh, anyway, so what they wound up doing was they, they you know, with Glenn Fry gone, they um, they brought in his son, Deacon Fry, who's like in his 20s, and they brought in Vince Gill, you know, the country singer mm. from, you know, many years ago. Um, Interesting. No David Lee Roth. No. Sammy Hagar. Well, I, here's what I would say. Gary Sharon. So, I've seen videos. Filipino guy. I've seen. Uh, he's good though. No, I know. I've seen like videos from um, which call it from Eagles concert tours of the last several years. You know when they still have Glenn Fry. And I gotta be honest, I was watching them and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It seems like they're almost phoning it in a little bit of here. Course. Yeah. Of course, of course. Well, they sorry. Are. So they now and this this tour I thought with this show was tremendous. I would put it up there in terms of like classic rock shows. Right up there with, like, the Fleetwood Mac that I saw a few years ago. Very, very good. Huey Lewis? No. I mean, I've got to be honest. <laughs> Huey Lewis, they were not not at the top of their game there no. towards the end there. Hit the beast well. Uh, yeah, the rock and roll. So, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't even know if I'm going the right way. Yeah, where are we going? Uh, hang on. So Deep in uh, the heart of Patterson, man. Uh, well, we're we're going to be passing by the ca- the old well, it's not there anymore. The Capitol Theater, remember that? No. Capitol Theater, that no, was I don't great theater back in the seventies. A lot of there's still a lot of great concert videos from that place. Um. Anyway, so Wait, what is it now? No, it's like a strip mall. That. So of course, uh, of yeah. course. No, so it was a, a really good show. So what they wound up doing was they had. Um, they had uh, Joe Walsh when he played his songs, like his, you know, his like bluesy James Gang songs. They had like a full like like horn section that made it really good. Did he play "Life Is Good"? Yes. Really? Yeah. He played like six of his songs. I mean, he doesn't have that many big songs. That's what I'm saying. He's the one song. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, that was good. And then. Uh, Vince, so what they wound up doing was, like, Vince Gill... Vince McMahon! Vince Vince Gill sang the sort of, like, early, like, country, twangy, like, Glenn Fry songs, and he was fantastic. And then, uh... Push the next left onto Getty Avenue. Oh, wait on with that. 
And the then sound Deacon, of your own voice yeah. will make you crazy. Now, and then the son, Deacon Fry, sang three or four songs. And, I mean, this kid sounds exactly like his father. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. So it was a really a great show. I have to give it to them. Uh, take uh, take my hat off. Wow. So the Eagles. Hats off. Great show. And then uh, the next night, in fact, I went with our old high school friends, uh, Jason and Wesley, uh, also Wait, Credential so Center. Phil Collins! With Jason and Wesley? Yeah, so Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. Why didn't you ask me? You don't like Phil Collins. I love Phil Collins. I'm known for loving Phil Collins. You were going to pay to go to a concert. How much? It was about 100 bucks. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh... Especially... <laughs> All right. What shape was this guy in? You know, he can't He's very walk. frail. What? Well, he can walk, but he walks with a cane. So basically, he sat on a, on a chair most of the time. What, he sat on a tack or something? He can't walk? Nah, he what? just has a back issue. So he oh. sat there. But, you know, he's, he's not he's not that old. Yeah. Well, his son plays the drums and is fantastic. Really? Yeah, he's really good. Who's he also son? plays the piano. Nicholas wait, Collins? Wait, who plays piano? The son. So what does Phil Collins do? Sings. Just sits there? He sings. In a rocking chair? Ah, uh, yeah. and every song is in uh, is in a, a, a five keys lower than the original. Uh, no, I, you know to be honest, uh, you know he he still sounds. I mean, he sounds actually his voice has become kind of like it's actually higher now. Really? You, ever see, you ever see like in the movies like some of these like there was like like old English people and they speak like hello, yes. it's me, <laughs> sort of like sort of like Skeletor, <laughs> Spaceman David. The opposite of Spaceman David. Spaceman David is like... But one day he might be speaking uh, like Skeletor. (laughs) So yes, it's... it's, Hello, Governor! Phil Collins is singing like Skeletor. (laughs) I can see it coming in the air, (laughs) He-Man! Beastman! So, 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 Beastman! So, 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 Wow. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> so how was he? How was this concert? I thought it was fine. I yeah, it was fine. I mean, you know, the song selection obviously he missed a bunch. But then I went back and realized I was like, oh crap, those are Genesis songs. Yeah, but he can play. Why can't he play Genesis? Songs? He did a couple of Genesis songs. I guess he didn't want to do like, you know, like all of them. Really Did he do Land of Confusion? No. Ah. It's a Genesis song. Did he do uh, That's All? No. What did he do? He I did Can Dance? Stuff. I Can't Dance? That's Genesis. I know. You said he did a couple. I forget which ones they were. Uh, you know, he did like Take Me Home, Against All Odds, In the Air Tonight, uh, blah, 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 blah. Studio. Look at me now. What about... Uh, can't hurry, love. Yeah, he did that. But that's not even his song. I am supreme. Wait, where are we going? Micro Center. We're, just, we're almost there. Okay. It's the Center for Ants. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a good concert. Zooland. Good concert. All right, who else? Uh, that was it for concerts. Uh, Speaking of musicians. Oh, boy. Uh, Steven Seagal. <laughs> the what Mojo Priest. Going, yeah. What on earth? Have you seen a picture of this guy? Yeah, I lately? know, he's a blimp. He, he looks, has like Chia Pet hair. Yes, what is that? What happened to him? I don't know. He 
Nazis in Russia. Oh my goodness! Russian now. And then he walked off some interview because because uh, evidently just you know he was one of the people who's uh, people He's a are accusing no people are accusing him of sexual harassment. Yeah, he's and, a therapist. A therapist. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's terrible. This guy's terrible. Now, so then the other, the other thing I was I was going to mention uh, in terms of meeting people, I met Tom Arnold finally. Oh. Lunatic, Tom Arnold. Lunatic True lies. So I, I don't, he's still searching for some tapes of Donald Trump saying uh, racial uh, oh, yeah. epithets. So what, I don't think what was, find uh, it. What was? So how did you meet Tom Arnold? Ah, he was just at a late night show. Why? Because his show was coming out. His, what you know, show? Finding the search of the Trump tapes, or oh. whatever. So he's uh, he's riding the anti-Trump wave. Yeah, pretty that's much. how he's staying relevant. Sort of the opposite of uh, Roseanne there. Roseanne, Tom, Tom Arnold, and stuff. Did they ever do that Roseanne show without Roseanne? Yeah, I heard it's terrible. The Connors. The Connors, Roseanne! Uh, what is I'm happening? Trying to park in a space, and a guy is hogging the entire thing, <laughs> talking to some freak. Roseanne! Met me! Anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, Tom Arnold. Also, uh, very quick, um... I finally got to meet my old teenage crush, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Kelly Kapowski. The book signing for yeah. the cookbook. It's a cookbook! Yeah. To I, serve I, uh, man, it's a cookbook! Yeah, so what's her... I told her... Uh, I told wait, her wait, 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 What is with all these washed-up B-list celebrities coming out with cookbooks? Well, she actually had a cooking show. To stay relevant. Well, she actually had a cooking show, so it made somewhat of sense. Freddie Prince Jr., Alicia Silverstone, Tiffany Amber. Enough with the. How many cookbooks do we possibly need? People know. know how to cook. Well, apparently not properly. I don't. So what was her cook? What's her deal? I don't remember. But anyway, uh, no, she had a book signing, and um, I saw your picture on Flickr. Tiffany Amber. Oh, yeah, I haven't... I just put them on there first. But, yeah, so I, I went That's up to her... I, I checked there first. I told her a story. It's somewhat true. I said, um... Dennis Haskin? No, you know, back in the day, you know, there was, like, um... You know, I, I don't remember where I saw it. Maybe my sister got, like, a... One of those, like, teeny bop magazines or something, and I was, like, looking at it, and they had, like, a the fan mail address <laughs> for, like, the Saved by the Bell. And you mailed it now? No. So I like wrote, you know, get... I like I wrote, I sent her a letter. It was like you know, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. It was like a joking thing, you know, whatever. And I and I told her about that. I was like, oh, you know, I wrote you this like fan mail letter to the Saved by the Bell studio, and she's like, oh, really? Well, uh, like, uh, did I write back? What happened? And I said, uh, no, um, they they sent back uh, a fan picture of like Mario Lopez. And she was like laughing. <laughs> it was a screech. It was somewhat true. So what happened was they, you know, they were like, uh, they sent back. It was clearly like some facsimile, like, thank you for writing. Glad you're a fan. Blah, blah, blah. Here's a, here's like a cast photo. But I thought it'd be funny if I photo just told her. of a cast. Yeah. Well, I thought that wasn't signed or anything. I was, I just thought it was funny, funnier if I told her it was Mario Lopez. What was it really? 
It was like a cat. Oh, the cat. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I mean, I didn't even keep it. So what did she say? Out. I just laughed. Yeah. How was she? Was she very friendly? Yeah, she's friendly when she's accommodating. When she's on the clock. Gotcha. <laughs> one of those. Well, you know, one of those. How it is. All right. So, um, uh, moving this, on. Is it, oh, yeah, this is recording. We're recording. We're recording. So moving on, I have a quick review. Um, I don't know if you saw on Netflix uh, the new Matt Groening no. TV show, Disenchanted. No. Did you see that? No. Don't want to see it? I, I, just, I barely have time to watch it. I agree. Anything. I agree. But the first season was only like 10 episodes or whatever, so I binged I'm, it. I'm really still quick. doing my Cheers marathon. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> move it back to the vent. So I uh, no, I watch it. I I I don't watch this. I haven't watched The Simpsons in ages. I like stop watching uh, uh, Futurama. I have not American, watched American Dad and Family Guy once in a blue moon. I'll I'll watch. I have not watched a new like um, cur- you know, current episode of The Simpsons. Mm. In 12 years. Right. So, I, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're fine. They're, look, the shows are fine. It's just like I've seen them already. So, right. how many? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's ran like, its course. So, anyway, so then this, this show... Um, Jumped the shark. Yeah, it's sort of like a like an enchanted sort of like medieval kind of a show. And I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. It was just a nice, nice change of pace. What is it? What? What was it called? Disenchanted. Disenchanted. So it's a fairy. T- it's like a sarcastic. Yeah, 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 fairy yeah yes, tale. yes, yes. It's very. Uh, okay. It's it's on Netflix, so it's a little bit more adult oriented, if you will. Sure. It's now, nudity or anything. Who's the cast? Oh God, I'd have to look it up. <laughs> I mean, is it anyone? Anyone? Uh, <clears throat> ah, the hell is something doing? weird going on with my skull? Ah, ah hello, test testing. Mm. Okay. All right. My skull was vibrating when I talked. Never happened before. <laughs> Thank you. I think you might have some alien technology implanted I in there. You're not uh, realizing. Uh, yeah, it's uh, well, Abby Jacobson, the comedic actress. She's the uh, the lead character. Eric Andre, ah, Matt Faxon. Uh, John DiMaggio, of course. Tress McNeil. These are veteran oh, voice okay. actors. All right, all right. So yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Maurice LaMarche has a part in it. Ah, it's a good show. I like it. We'll see what the future the future brings. So I TV shows that I do watch. Like I said, I'm watching Cheers on Netflix. DVR, Saturday Night Live, no. The Goldbergs. It's always Goldbergs sunny. Goldbergs still makes me laugh. It's funny. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, yeah. which I have to catch up on. <clears throat> Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which yeah. I have to catch up on. That's it. That's all I watch. Yeah. That's well, all I watch. That's all I have time. And I don't even have time to watch that. Yeah, I really don't either. So, all right. Then uh, moving on. Um, Disenchanted. Um, oh, Big uh, celebrity meet for me. Finally, you didn't want to come. Finally, I've met Chris Elliott. Ah, yes. Well, actually, I met him before. Cabin boy. Didn't get him a, a photo with him. Chris Elliott. Yes. Manimal. 
So no, not Mandible. So it was, was in uh, the what was he the, the Eagle Heart? Eagle Heart, that's what it was. So uh, where Chris, did I get man? I don't know. I don't know where I got. Chris that. Elliott was uh, in Williamsburg. Uh, they were doing a Q and A for like the twentieth anniversary or twenty fifth anniversary. I don't even know of what. Uh, Cabin Boy. Ah, that was a, really. Yeah, Why? I don't know. Written the ball. I think the Blu-ray just came out or something. That's what they were kind of celebrating. And again, why? 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 Yeah, I know. The blue a Cabin Boy on blue. Come on. So it was. Uh, Come it was, on. It was Chris Elliott and uh, Adam Resnick who uh, wrote uh, no, the, wrote the movie with him. No, Andy Richter. No. Or it was just those uh, two. or what's his name? Uh, Brian Doyle Murray. No, I wish. No, Ricky Lake. No. David Letterman. No, no, they were not there. So uh, I met them, and, uh, and I was uh, talking. But Adam Resnick was also the guy from Yellow Life. Uh, he, yeah, right. They both, they and this other guy did. So I was like talking to them because I brought my Get a Life DVD with them uh, with yes. me to sign, and they signed it and all. They were very cool. And uh, Adam mentioned, <laughs> he goes, he goes, the both of them were like, you know, we we had nothing to do with these. I was like, what? You guys aren't... I haven't watched the DVD. <laughs> I'm like, you guys have... Because I'm figuring, like, they're in, like, special features. They have nothing to do with them at all. And I the remember... Shout Factory, right? Yeah, but I remember, like, they had a big issue. When I saw Chris Elliott, he, he taped a, uh, a show with Ron Bennington. That's right. Years yeah. ago. And he That's talked right. about how it was difficult to, to, to get it made, you know, on DVD. And then, basically, they were, they were both like, yeah, you know... You know, there was this producer uh, on Get a Life, and we don't really like him, and we don't get along with him, so we, <laughs> really? we weren't involved. I was like, oh, oh God. Man. <laughs> he goes, uh, Resnick was like, it's a really long story. And then he's like, yeah, we just didn't like this producer. We don't get along with him. I'm like, well, that's a short story. <laughs> wow. It was that. Uh, so it was great to meet uh, Chris Elliott, finally. And then also... Uh, just uh, in the uh, in the world of uh, Hasbro and Sunbow uh, meets, uh, I added to my collection. Uh, they had uh, Keone Young, who played Storm Shadow in GI Joe, and Mary McDonald Lewis, who played Lady J. I went to Morristown. There was a convention there. I actually put the video of their uh, Q and A on the uh, on the on the YouTube. Wow. Uh, that was cool. And then recently, uh, I went down to that RetroCon. They had uh, last-minute edition. They were originally going to have Shira, Melanie Britt, but she like uh, had an injury, so they replaced her with B.J. Ward, mm. who played Scarlet on G.I. Joe and Princess Alora on uh, Voltron, which right. was uh, very good for me because she had supposedly she had like retired from doing conventions, so she was there. <laughs> Um, but I couldn't stay for her uh, her Q and A because it was too late. I wanted to go home, wow. so that was good to add them to the collection. Um, and then the other thing I was going to mention was uh, oh, I also finally met Phil Donahue. <laughs> what? Where? At where? Uh, he's all over the Why? place. Why? I don't know. He's there. What does he do? Donahue. And also, uh, I, I met Christopher Lambert, the Highlander. Yes. Uh, the only one, yes. Highlander. I am the French Highlander from Scotland, but I'm really French. French. <laughs> okay. And yeah, then I had a very brief... It? Oh, he was very nice. Was he involved in the Highlander Atari Jaguar game? No, not at all. No. 
<laughs> no, he, he was actually filming uh, the, the Blacklist. James Spader show. Okay. So I met him. He was in a robe. Really? On Wait. the street. What? I was wearing a robe. Out in public? Yeah, why not? It was on the set. Okay. So he was very cool. He signed my Highlander DVD. Um, and then um, the other one was um, Hasselhoff. I met him for about five seconds. Did you hassle the Hoff? He, he clearly was hassled. Because he oh, didn't want to stand there for more than three seconds. Really? What was he doing? He was leaving, uh, he was leaving a radio uh, station. And he was very hassled. Yeah. Say, like, I gotta go! Gotta go! <laughs> gotta go where? I don't know. So there was Hasselhoff, uh, and then... Uh, but he I, did accommodate you. Very briefly. Right. But he did. Myself Actually, and... Actually... Yeah, Because uh, no, I'm, I'm actually... I'm gonna go to my mother. No, whatever. Uh, so, Ellen, the last thing I was going to mention, unless you had something, this was something you mentioned. Uh-oh. This, uh, this movie, it came out, right? This Action Point movie? <laughs> I, I, the Action as as Park, I it was know. like an Action Park, kind of like, mockumentary, yes. like, comedy movie. Yes. Who was in that again? Was that an Adam... Johnny Adam- Knoxville. Oh, that was? Yeah. Like, what was that? Am I getting off here? Yeah, you could get off. I don't know. It was a, I saw a commercial for it, and I was like, "What?" And then I texted you, and uh, yeah, it was a, a movie based on a comedy movie based on the notorious yeah. action part, the infamous Vernon, New Jersey action park. park in in New Jersey. And the reason why it's so infamous is because there would always be injuries, <laughs> and, people drowning uh, in the yeah, pool. There, there were some issues yeah. with safety. And then eventually it closed. And then opened up again. And then re- years and years later, and I don't even know if it's... Is it still open? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, I think it still opens. I think it's mostly like a water park. Yeah. But yeah, it's it what crazy. it was before, too, right? Yeah. It had the water. Yeah, it had like go-karts and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know what... Let me see. Action... Action point. Point movie. See. But I'm like, is it Johnny Knoxville just doing dumb stunts, or... No, it was an actual uh, scripted movie. Mm. Feature film. Dun, 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 dun. Where am I going? Straight. Straight? Yeah. Dun, 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 so Action dun, Point dun, dun, Action dun, dun, Point is a 2018 comedy film starring Johnny Knoxville... Uh, he was inspired to make the movie after seeing a 2013 short documentary called The Most Insane Amusement Park Ever about Action Park in New Jersey, which was notorious for poorly designed, unsafe rides. Yeah, in addition, uh, uh, you could go to the, I'll make a right at the next one. A right? Yes. In addition to employing underaged, untrained, <laughs> often drunk and oh, high... No. That. Employees. Well, you know, the reality was, <laughs> you know, a lot of the rides that were like very dangerous and all, I mean, they weren't the only theme park. That every, many theme parks had those rides in other parts but of the country. That combined with well, the high teenage and employees. Actually, <laughs> actually, they had a they had a sister park in the Poconos. 
There was another um, action park there. I did not know. Yeah, because that was the one that actually had... Mm. Uh, that one had some even... That one had, like, the psychotic go-karts. They were these they were very powerful go-karts, and they made you wear, like, helmets. Oh, yeah. But again, there was, like, no regulation. So the people would get on there and just drive like animals. Nah. <laughs> like, kill each other. Flip the cars. Crazy. So according to this, it came out June 1st, yeah. 2018. Missed it. Had a $19 million budget. Go right at this next one. Uh, box office five point one million. Oh boy! So ah well, it underperformed at the box office and received mostly negative reviews oh, from dear. critics, who called the film boring, <laughs> by the numbers, and deflated. Uh, it's a couple. No, of I thought we were gonna say deformed. So anyway. Ah, oh, well. That is Action part. There's nobody here. No, she is. No. That is it. All right. Anything else from you? No. Mm. So this is it. We're off the air forever. Forever? Two ninety nine. <laughs> or just a few months. Or do we? Or do we hit three hundred? Well, we've actually done three hundred because we had the episode zero. Which I brought out <laughs> that of a, does I not count. Of, no, 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 doesn't count. That's a, no, that's it's like the terrible. unaired pilot. Terrible. It wasn't that bad. It was bad. <laughs> well, the quality was bad. Yeah, the quality was bad, but uh... Uh, yeah, we'll do we'll, we'll we'll do another one. Well, whatever. If we have, we'll uh, do three hundred. We'll make it a nice oh, even, God. nice even three. We have to hit three hundred. Why don't we do episode three hundred? Maybe we could, we could, we do something. Do like it at Action three... Park. That would no, be I'm that. Kidding. Well, we could, and then we'll, uh, then we'll die. die. We'll, we'll get well, killed. I mean, you know, we could, yeah, we, maybe we could do. We could do that on like a roll. Well, you can't go on roller coasters. You throw I'll up. Throw up. Yeah. So that's out. Or mm -hmm. well, I won't throw up. I'll feel like I have to throw up. What? What's that? That's, that's just, bad. You either throw up or you don't feels, throw up. It feels very bad. I know. That's, that's the problem. Just, that's ridiculous. All right. So anyway, we'll think of something. Bye. Bye. Bye.